0: Joe, is was another exciting week of high school football. We were at a pretty fun game to watch there uh, as we were over in Stanton, watching the Bison hand the Storm, their first loss of the season. Uh, Buffalo Gap wins 22-17. to And the, the story of this game was ball control. Buffalo Gap, on the first drive of the game, did an eight-minute, 34-second drive, opened with a touchdown, and then the last drive of the game, a nine-minute 51 drive, didn't score, right not to score, uh, but you know, was able to knee it out inside the five to close. And, I mean, that was the story of the game, plenty of stuff in between. But Buffalo Gap just did what they had to do to keep Stanton's offense off the field, and, and they made the most of it.
1: Yeah, and that was the thing, right? It was the time of possession that leaped out to you because it's um, just 34 to – minutes, a little over 34 minutes to just under 13 and a half minutes. And right. I mean, that's killer. That's hard to win a game that way. And it seemed like every time Buffalo gap needed a fourth down conversion, they got it six to seven in the ball six game. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those were fourth and twos for the most part. I mean, it was, that was the thing. They were in the fourth and manageables and they would run that quarterback sneak and they would get it. And that was because of the domination they had up front and at the line play. And, and, you know, we're going to hit this with Patrick a little later, but the side to side plays just weren't there. That was just not working. Um, I thought they kept trying to go to it a little too much. And because they did, it was a, it was a problem. And it seemed painfully obvious to me in that first half, get away from this. Don't ever run this again. And they still tried to run it there early in the third quarter. And, it, it, oh, they, they ran they it all, started game, the, all game. Yeah, they yeah. started the comeback a little too late, frankly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually went back and watched this game because I, I wanted to see how it felt so obvious watching it live. I wanted to see, like, in reality, like, were we were we forgetting some long play or some, you know, 12-yard game? No, no. there there was Like, the longest game there was was, like, a five-yard play on a sideways pass. They did – the stat here is 11 plays – going side to side, and they only gained 21 total yards of that. 12 of those yards were on the touchdown play. That was their last time they touched the ball. And that that was
1: Jeff then tackled in the backfield.
0: Right. And and so the 10 plays before that, the 10 sideway plays, all of them only got, uh, you know, uh, only got 11 yards. So you're getting like .9 yards a play. It's just, it's not, it's not good. So. I it felt obvious there. You know, you know, you're in the game calling it live and you're kind of critical about things. That one was just like it got worse. The more I found out about, you know, the, you know, digging into it, it got worse. And, and so you pair that where they're wasting basically 11 plays. And then you see Buffalo gap converting six or seven fourth downs, just absolutely impressive. Uh, of the all six that they converted were fourth and three or shorter, mm-hmm. so it's just absolutely great. The one fourth down they didn't get, they were third and twenty one before that, and still got it to fourth and five. <laughs> but yeah. like you know, they they really were behind the way behind the chains on the one time they didn't convert a fourth down. So just great job, great ability to control the line of scrimmage, do what it takes to win that game. And, uh, I was impressed with Buffalo gap. Now this was a team a couple of weeks ago. I started, you know, kind of saying like, is this the second best team here? Are we about to see this? Then they go off and they uh, losing a the draft kind of ruined that. And, and so, okay. But that kind of performance, that kind of game preparation, that kind of in-game domination was, was what I thought they were capable of. So it was good to see. I think it's, Going to come in handy down the stretch here as they got tough games coming up this week with Wilson in the season finale against Fort. But this week against Wilson, they're going to need another great game plan and great execution to win that game. And, uh, I, you know, it gives me confidence that that they're capable of doing that.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the thing for Buffalo Gap, right? At this point, you've got four losses on the season. There's nothing you can do about it. You just got to take care of what's ahead of you. And, right. I, I think that with what's in front of them, that's an absolutely realistic goal. So, I, I yeah. don't know why they wouldn't be able to do that, um, and and here's the thing, right? Like with this, with this win, it allows Buffalo Gap to start to maybe see if they can somehow pull pull Central Lunenburg in, or if and, not, that they... it gives you confidence going into the playoffs that you can beat a team like Central Lunenburg. Because honestly, like yeah. if they would have lost this yeah. game, there would have been some some head scratching going on and some real questioning of things at Buffalo gap, I think because of the way they did dominate this first half and early on in the ball game. Uh, but, they didn't score in the second half. They I mean, didn't score in the second in their half. And that's... Their defense kept Gap out of the end zone, kept them off
0: the scoreboard. They just didn't get the stops they needed to. Like, well, in the final nine minutes what, what was seconds. dominant for Buffalo Gap was that ball control not yeah. running up the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, it was the final nine minutes of 51 seconds when they couldn't yeah. get the ball back. Um, and, and Buffalo Gap, frankly, stopped passing. Because um, that was how Stanton got back in. It was they were turning the ball over. Uh, but a bit. they, I think for... For Buffalo Gap, they're not going to play. Let's see, it's Wilson and Fort, right? So Wilson and Fort, yeah. They are not going to see a defense as good as Stanton. So no. I think they're going to run through both of those teams, um, and, and have a very successful close to the season. Be six and four, four and two in the district, and be kind of where they want to be. Um, yeah. I think they can also – like, they narrowed the gap between them
0: and Central Lunenburg in the PowerPoint rankings this Mm -hmm. week. They basically cut it in half. It's down to, you know, about two points in that. Central Lunenburg has their toughest remaining – you know, toughest second half of the season game coming up this week. Central Lunenburg could lose this week to Buckingham County, who's 7-1. and Um, So, that could really help Buffalo Gap. If they're able to handle their own business – we could realistically look and be looking at Riverheads number one, Buffalo Gap number two in one B, and they'd be favored to see each other in that region final, and and that that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Um, Let yeah. all the
0: Wee teams that in the region one be travel to Augusta County.
1: Sure, it only seems right. Um, Wilson know. So I got a, que- I, no, I got a okay. question for you. All right.
0: You've been adamant about. Mm-hmm. Mikey Bell's coach of the year. It's already done. Put the name on the trophy. Yep. Does this loss or potential for more losses, would that change that for you? Mm, no,
1: Which, no, I
0: agree. He's coach of the year. I I, absolutely I agree. Make, I,
1: I, had yeah. I had to think about if he loses out, I had to think about If they lose out, it would that change my mind? But when I think about it, if you would have told me, Stanton has seven wins this season, I would have laughed. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Yeah. I, this is an amazing yeah. season for Stanton, no matter what happens the rest of the way. I, I do have concerns in, in the yeah. final two games. Of and the I want to ask
0: Patrick his idea, because I, I know we talk about it every mm-hmm. week. We've said our thoughts on this podcast. We say it on Friday nights. I want to I hear Patrick's. We'll ask him in a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I, I do think I, – I look at their PowerPoints. They dropped a spot in the points. They're now in the fourth spot. That's that last spot to get a home game. You're looking ahead, you're seeing a potential loss. To River. A loss to Riverheads is not going to kill their points. It's not like they're going to drop two more spots or, you know, something with a loss Riverheads. That's not what's going to happen. Riverheads has a bunch of wins. But it just gets it's going to get everything tighter. So uh, I really think we're going to be looking at a huge game between them and Wilson, all for positioning, not necessarily for being in the playoffs. I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs. But that positioning, I think, is really going to be interesting when they face Wilson that last week.
1: I think so, too. And that makes that game even more important for these two, three yeah. C teams in the district playing each other with that are going to be in the playoffs. Um, so Absolutely. man, it's just the, the part that would be upsetting, I think. And, you know, I asked this question of to Patrick too later, you'll hear that, but, um, the part that's going to be upsetting is the fact that they were seven and oh. and then yeah. I think seven and three is really realistic. Um, but we'll see again. I, I don't think much of the Wilson Memorial defense, so maybe they will yeah, be, I, I think
0: seven and three is, is too pessimistic. I think, you know, kind of shooting for eight and two here's pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, oh. eight and two is also realistic. I, but I'm saying seven and three is not out of the realm of possibility yeah, here. No, I, I, I agree. So with Wilson, speaking of Wilson, they lost yeah. to Stewart's draft 37, 20. Um, Again, the defense kills him. Defense kills him. Defense is giving up a lot of points anytime they play an offense that seems to know how to move the ball at all. Good news, Stuart Straff got the offense clicking. That's something we haven't seen. Um, and so for them to have a good day, Graber, 6 to 7, 166 yards and a touchdown pass, and then he has 166 yards on the ground with a touchdown. That's exactly what you need. And that, right. that really puts the pressure on the rest of the Shandowa district, helps. Stewart's draft stay where they are in 2B, um, which is good because I think if they had lost this game, you start to really get worried about that first round matchup.
0: Yeah, I think you just don't you would have lost all that momentum and all that stuff. <sighs> yeah, I I like that draft woke up. I like that draft offense woke up. You know, it's not like they didn't score any points against Dan. They scored three touchdowns in that game. So, that was better than they had been doing. So, the gap game, though, was one of those tight defensive games where – but you could see that coming. I, I'm i glad they woke up. I I will say – turn into that other side with Wilson. I, I'm glad they were in the game for three quarters, but then just to, like, kind of fizzle out in the fourth <sighs> – it, it felt like they got worse in the fourth against Riverheads the week, week before, even though it's that's Riverheads we're talking about. I, I just I, – I'd like to see them play those four quarters a little bit better because I'm trying to think back, like even when we had them against Spotswood, they didn't play four quarters that game. When, you know, like they got to play four quarters if you want to win – if you want to finish where you want to finish and you want to pl- win a playoff game, you're going to play four quarters. And I'm thinking back and I'm just not remembering when I've seen that out of them. Even though they have a solid record five and three, I just – I want to see that four quarter game, even if it's a, a loss. I want to see that four quarter game, and I, I don't think this was that.
1: Well, again, if they want to be six and four, that's gotta that's what's got to game. change. Yeah, because with Gap and with Stanton, like these are teams you can't sleep on. Um, and I, I agree with you. I just my biggest concern is we were talking early in the year about how good their defense was, why, how they were having so much success. I know Prigorski has a turnover in this game early. It's a pick six that really puts them behind the eight ball, but the defense didn't do any favors and you you just can't, you can't have Graber throwing for 166 and rushing for 166. Like that can't happen. And I, I, I do put a lot of that on the, a lot of what's happened in these three losses on Wilson's defense. The turnovers definitely don't help in this game and the Spotswood game, but Got to figure that out.
0: I do think Wilson, even if they lose here, should be able to stay in that seven spot going into the last week. If they're able to win, obviously puts them in a better position. Everything's tight there, you know, Mm -hmm. five through eight, four through eight, five through eight. So, uh, you know, winning here would be absolutely great for them, put them in the spot to make that last game really give them some opportunities. Losing here, you might just be trying to spoil somebody else's in the last game of the season there. Draft, they stay at number six. Um, is really if like, they want a home playoff game like they're used to have, and they're gonna have to beat Riverhead. So uh, that's wow. that's that you know reference we keep making. You well if sure you're you Stewart's draft, Joe, <laughs> if you're Stewart's draft, who do you want to? Where do you want to line up here in this playoffs? Who's God. that team you want to travel to first
1: round? I'd love to be a five. I Buckingham.
0: You want to you want to go to
1: Buckingham? That's who okay. you want to see. I you don't want to see Central. Central beat you last year. And you had a better team last year. You don't want to see Strasburg or Luray. Lorray's already kicked your teeth in once. I know Luray's not playing their best football right now, but I don't think they're playing bad enough for draft to beat them. And Strasburg has looked really good this year.
0: So, and, and that's, you know, assuming Buckingham is up in that four spot, they're in the five spot now. Clark County's tied with them on the exact PowerPoints right now. Right. I – don't have as much fear about Clark County, I and mean, that's the team that seems. To yeah, that'd be an okay draw
1: too. But I'm, I guess I'm assuming for well, I, I guess Clark's already played the good teams, so I don't know. Ugh. They've
0: only played two of them, so I think they still have one pending. I I do think Buckingham could very well be in that four spot, so I think that's a that's a good call. But I was going to say Clark County mainly because okay, Clark County Buckingham tied right now in that four or five area. I'd rather drive up 81 to Clark County than drive over to Buckingham. That was that was part of my factor for it. It's just a little bit easier of a straightforward trip and
1: not getting off Well,
0: You're you're going
1: on seven. Uh, Clark County is not off 81.
0: It's a major highway over there. Like it's you're going on
1: Route Seven. Yeah, I mean you're on Route Seven for a little bit. It's about a 20 minute drive on a school bus, probably.
0: Yeah,
1: off 81.
0: It's over there next to 340 going up to Charlestown.
1: Yeah. I, I know where it is. But like, it's not, it's an easy trip. I guess. I don't know.
0: I think it's easier than Buckingham when I look at that map. All right. So your answer was Buckingham. And I'll take Clark and they're the ones tied in that area. Riverheads, Fort Defiance, they played, went about the way you expected. Um, You know, some kind of eye-popping things that came out was, Caden Cook Cash, he's he's back. (laughs) He's he's not, you know, still banged up, really. He's uh, running really easily. He opened the game up. After after Fort drove the ball into Riverheads' territory, then they punt the ball. Uh, Pretty immediately, Riverheads runs a 54-yard touchdown with Caden Cook Cash. They recover the uh, kickoff. Then they run a 97-yard touchdown with Caden Cook Cash. So after two plays of Caden Cook Cash running the football, he had 151 yards and two touchdowns. So just a great start to his game. He finished with 12 carries, 277. He was averaging 19 yards a carry. So just that's that's what we've seen out of him before. Not shocking that we saw it this week. Um, they had their fullback back. They had Luke Bryant running. You know, uh, uh, Dunlap was doing what he needed to do. And that was, it's kind of that, what other teams have used Fort Defines for in other games, like get right game. I don't know if Riverheads needed to get right, but it was just like, see everything working as perfect as it should against lesser, you know, a team that's just not going to be there. And there was nothing to nothing to worry about, nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, Fort scored a couple touchdowns later in the game. It, it was nothing. so I – I, if you're Riverheads, you're kind of looking at this as they're getting where they're supposed to be by the end of October, beginning of November. I think, you know, this is what we're used to seeing them do. If you had questions with no, Coach Norcross in place, is this going to be different? I think all the answers pretty much have been, no, it's, it's, it's no different.
1: Yeah. Um, again, I think that's not a huge surprise this week. I don't read anything into it other than, I guess, like you said it, Riverheads looks like Riverheads. Yeah. Against Fort they defiance. didn't mess around. I
0: mean, we, we have seen teams mess around. I mean, Stanton two weeks ago
1: messed sure. around
0: with Fort defiance. So like, sure. you didn't see any of that. So I, I, take that for what it's will they have harder games you know
1: the last two games are much more important
0: right stanton this week and then uh they'll have that draft uh rivalry game to wrap things up riverheads in the power points they increased their lead in that one spot and also overtook essex from uh uh region a so if everything ended today which it doesn't it's based on a full season sure uh but riverheads would be able to host throughout the playoffs the way things sit today so uh, if they're able to win out, it should seem to stay that way. Fort dropped, but that's not really that big of news. Um, do you think Caden Cook Cash has to play defense for them to run through Class 1? Do you think his absence on the defensive side of the ball would change your confidence in them? You know, probably coming up on a on a gap rematch or on an Essex um, semifinal, assumingly, or a state final versus fill-in-the-blank.
1: If he doesn't play defense, you mean? No. Right.
0: Yeah. Do they need to have him on defense for them to nope. be as, to be dominant? Nope. Okay. I don't I you know, I wrote the question. I don't know if I had an answer ready. <laughs> like I wrote the question. I wanted to hear your thought. You know, I feel more comfortable with Caden Cook cash on the field at any given time. You know, that's why I like that he's the punter. It just I feel like things are gonna go right because he's on the field even when Riverhead's is punting. Um, but uh I'd like to see him out there for his sake. I, I think his future is on the defensive side of the football, so I, I'd like to see him over there. But they need to well, do whatever's but best. if for I, mean, that's, I mean that's my priority, obviously. I just I hope he can heal up and he can play both.
1: Sure, ways. it's whatever's best for him. But if he can, right. if they only feel comfortable playing him on only on one side of the ball, I think it doesn't matter what side of the ball you put him on. I think you're going to be fine on the other side of the ball as well, especially sure when not. you're in class one.
0: Waynesboro had the result that we – I don't know. I didn't see them getting shut out. I, they've been able to put up a little bit of points on everybody else, even if it's in garbage time. Spotswood did a good job closing them out. I think Spotswood – you talk about a get-right game. I think Spotswood used this as their get-right game. They, you know, had a bad first quarter against TA and then started playing well after that and just they dug themselves too big a hole. I think this, you know, probably exercised their demon. So I think um, they should be good for the rest of their Valley District schedule. They're in that mess in that three seed playoffs. They're in the six seed there. Um, So, you know, they're going to be one of those teams trying to get out of that six seed so they don't have to travel to Lynchburg. So uh, we'll be continuing to watch them. Uh, But that's a young team there too. That's kind of my eyes on Spotswood right now is just knowing I'm probably looking at what they're doing in these next couple of years. Because I think next year they probably come in the season as the Valley District favorite.
1: Yes, I I know they lost to TA. I still think they're the best team in the... Yeah. we Um, We both said
0: that on Friday. Yeah.
1: And I, I, I agree with you. This, the youth on this team is what makes them more dangerous in the coming years. But, um, that being said, you know, Waynesboro played a team that's far better than them. I do think I don't necessarily, and this goes again to me thinking Sponswood's better than TA. I don't think Waynesboro has zero chance to beat TA. I don't know if I like their chance to beat TA, but I wouldn't say it's zero. It's senior night. Maybe that gets these kids amped up for, you know, one last home game and put all your effort and energy into it and see what happens. Um, I'd love nothing more than to watch Waynesboro beat T.A. Um, I would, too. I don't think yeah, T.A. is very them good. Yeah. yeah, I don't think <laughs> T.A. <laughs> I mean, very good. So I don't respect the Valley District, so I hope Waynesboro beats them.
0: So we have a good lineup this week. Riverheads at Stanton, Wilson at Buffalo Gap, Fort Defiance at Stewart's Draft, TA at Waynesboro. You know, I know radio, and you're not gonna be with us on Friday, but Riverheads will be at the Stanton, or uh, Riverheads at Stanton is where radio will be. But that Wilson Gap game, I think that's up that's a big telling game here for down the stretch because I think both those teams are similarly eager for this win this week. Um, Buffalo Gap coming off the win uh wilson coming off the loss so i i i think that's gonna be a really interesting game over there i agree all right let's jump to high school volleyball where i know everybody pretty much was playing tonight everybody but uh the bison were playing tonight um and i don't have all the results there but last week fort defiance uh they swept through their week like normal um Wilson and Fort played. That was one of my highlighted games. Fort swept them Fort Fort's only lost one set all season. And that was to Wilson the last time they played, not, not this past week. So I, you know, I think the story is written on the district. I think it has been written. I I'm still interested to see where other teams fall in just for, you know, yak cup standings. Cause I, I like, I like the district stuff, but uh, I, I do think, Fort Defiance, probably one of the favorites to do something in that region tournament, win that region. And then I'm just going to be interested there of what else what else can we see. Can we see Wilson make a run where they're facing Fort Defiance and maybe get that additional bid? I, I'd be surprised with that, with how strong that region is. But then also looking down at the other regions, you know, can Stewart's draft take some of the lumps they've taken all season and turn that into a victory or two in the 2B tournament and see what that turns into? Can Riverheads, you know, win that region again? I think – they're not quite what they've been these last few years where they've gone to back to back to back to back state championship, uh, games. I, 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 you know, we've seen their weaknesses, what we've seen them, you know, knock off Wilson too. So like, what are we getting out of them? So I I think that's going to be the story as this week closes up the regular season. I think next week we're going to be looking at the, at the, the routes that these teams have to take and see if we can get multiple region champions.
1: Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, you know, you know, you can count on Fort, but whether Riverheads or Gap can find a way to win one B, you, you do have some some concerns there with the way this season the difference. Is going.
0: The difference for Riverheads this year is like, they're likely going on the road. I know they struggled yep. tonight against Waynesboro. They went to five games against Waynesboro. They play like that in that region. Um, they're they're not going to win on the road, so they they're going to have to play ball, and they're and they're most likely going to grow. I think the win tonight helped them a tiny bit because it's a class three team that they beat. But um, I think it puts the pressure that they need to beat draft on Wednesday to make sure that they can maybe get one home game in the playoffs.
1: I hear you. I agree.
0: All right. So competition cheer. I breezed past it last week um, and I wanted to sit back in it. Shenandoah district tournament happened a week ago. Fort defiance came in first draft came in second. Wilson came in third. Well, then they go to those three teams or excuse me, Fort defiance and Wilson, and Wilson, they head to the Region 3C tournament. Wilson comes from the lower place in the district and then wins the region. So Wilson and Fort, because Fort finished the second, they get to advance to states. Um, they had really great performances in their early round. And then in the final round, you know there was mention of some little glitch on Fort's side. That was enough for the difference there for Wilson to win. So we're sending two 3C teams states and i i don't remember that happening previously especially in 3c so i'm really excited for those girls to have that opportunity to to go do that we've been talking draft 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 for you know it seems like a decade now but you know a long time now they're going to host their 2b tournament on wednesday night so we don't know those results yet um but it's awesome to see 3c producing two teams wilson and fort to the state tournament
1: yeah a big fan of that and i hope both cheer teams do well at the states at the seagull center on the fourth that would be fantastic for them and you know i i think that's the cool part about this and you know yeah. uh, we, we have draft going too and we want to see them do well we hope they do yeah we, they're
0: hosting uh i should get them home field advantage right mm-hmm. so i think east rock the other year in the in the COVID year uh they hosted and that was a weird uh weird decision up there from my memory so uh Hopefully draft has those good vibes at home on Wednesday night and they can join those teams and also be at the Seagull center that weekend. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, when I came through school in this area, I didn't hear anything about competition here. Like, yeah, you just didn't hear much about it. And it's really been turned up in, in recent years. And I, I think that's credit to Stewart's draft and the run that they've been on. Uh, so I'm excited that Wilson, I'm not saying they never had success before Wilson or Fort, but I'm excited that they're both having it this year. Both get to go to that. And, uh, yeah, let's get three teams in there. I hear you. All right. So that was uh, most of the high school talk. I think we still have more topics to talk about on high school. And, Joe, you and I talk about it most every Friday night. We have something to say during the halftime show, during the commercial breaks, about the entertainment we're seeing, and that's the band on the field. So I, I think we need to bring somebody in to at least touch more on the high school bands. So let's jump into some of that band conversation with Patrick Height. Patrick, thanks for coming on your 23rd time. We're, we're almost a, two dozen times here.
2: Hey, Michael Jordan time. That's, that's cool. right.
1: That's yeah, good
0: that's good. <laughs> so uh, High School Bands, you wrote a great article this past week highlighting the uh, Buffalo Gap and Riverheads bands, you know, joining together and making the uh, – I guess it's the pride of the red and gold, or I might've misphrased
2: yeah, that. Uh, yeah. that's right. Yep.
0: And it's, it's a great thing. So just in case our listeners haven't read the leader this past week, uh, why don't you fill them in on the uh, nuts and bolts on what's going on there?
2: There are people that haven't read the newsletter in the, the past week. <laughs> Man, what is going on with your, your listeners? Um, no, uh, this, Hey, this is the first, uh, first time I've been brought on a podcast to talk band. So that's, that's pretty Yeah, you cool. know
0: it's Joe and Leland hosting a podcast when the <laughs> band gets brought up. That's right.
2: No, so, so I had seen earlier this year uh, something on Facebook about these two bands combining or practicing together. And so I was curious, and I reached out, and it took a while to get the information. Um, uh, I, I was at the Valley Showcase for bands uh, a couple of weeks ago now, I guess. And that's where all the bands from Augusta County, Stanton, Waynesboro, all come every year to perform to give, really more than anything, give the other bands a chance to see everybody. Right? You want the fans to see it too, but I think it's just for the chance for all the band kids to get together, see the other te- other other bands' performances. And I saw the the pride of red and gold listed, and I was curious what it was, and reached out and so essentially what it is, uh, Buffalo Gap and Riverheads are both obviously the two smallest schools in Augusta County they've had trouble of the last few years just really ever since uh covid hit and they lost a, a lot of people from their band they've had trouble fielding bands that that were competitive you need you know you need the color guard you need all all the all the instruments and those two schools as small as they were were having trouble and so this year they decided let's let's go together you know we, there's there's that na- there's a rivalry between those two schools but they also there's a lot of similarities between Buffalo Cap and River Hitch, right? I mean, the kids come through the come through the middle school together. They're both really small schools. Uh, they just kind of understand, I think, each other pretty well, and so it just was a natural thing. And let's put these two these these bands together, and that's that's where it started. Uh, they they practiced two uh, two nights a week at Beverly Manor Middle School. Uh, And then they debuted their show at the Riverheads Buffalo Gap football game this year. Uh, They will uh, they've been in three competitions or will have been in three competitions. Uh, They, they played at the Valley showcase. So it's just a, it's a cool, it's a good problem solving technique. I thought Augusta County did a nice job of saying, Hey, there's an issue. These kids aren't getting the full experience of being in a marching band. Let's give them that full experience. I think they're going to try to get do it again next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, once those middle schools open at Gap and Riverheads, there's talk of maybe trying to, to go back to just having a Riverheads marching band, a Buffalo Gap marching band. We'll see. But but at least for next year, I think you're going to see the same thing.
0: I like that the the amount of support that the county had to bring behind that, it. because it's not just as simple as those two high schools, band directors, you know, just saying, oh, we'll get everybody to meet here or whatever. Like, you had to get transportation set up. You had to get funding figured out cuz you know you're not spending it probably the direct way that you thought initially. So yeah, I was really impressed of the amount of support that it had to get to actually get it in place quick enough for it to, you know, come to fruition.
2: Yeah, I love the idea because, you know, I, I as a reporter, I am quick to criticize the county when they do something wrong um and uh they will they will tell you that but when when they do something right, I want to give them credit. And I thought this was something. I thought this was a great move for the kids. Um, and and they, you know, the, the band played really well. They 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 looked yeah. good. The the uniforms looked great. Um, I thought they sounded good. I I just think it's a it's a win win for everybody involved. And I'm glad to see that it worked out. And I'm, I'm glad to see they're going to try to do it again next year. And the two band directors from each school kind of co were co directors of this. Yeah. Um, and so I just, it, it was a good move all around.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, a fantastic story. I, I thought you wrote a good article about it as well. And I, I enjoy seeing that, you know, and Leland knows my thoughts, uh, more than most, um, on Friday nights when we're listening. And I, I just, my biggest takeaway is the small size of the bands in Augusta County. And I know the schools are smaller than, you know, Sharando where I went and the other high schools up there, but the bands were big up there. And, um, I know the way Frederick County did scheduling is different than the way Augusta County does scheduling. And that kind of lended to being able to do marching band during the school day, which I'm sure helped participation. I mean, when I found out they were doing it after school, I was like, well, that's probably one reason. Um, But, and I'm sure that would affect numbers, but I'm disappointed. And I, I'm glad the County helped make this a reality, but I would like to see the County maybe encourage students to do more stuff like that. Like, I think, you know, we did marching band half the year, and then we did, you know, the concert band half the year. Um, I, I would like to see something like that. And maybe if Augusta County Explorer ways to make that a during-school option so it's maybe more available to students who can't stay after school or maybe get them interested in something and they wouldn't have tried if they had to stay after school.
2: And, and I know they do, uh, most of the schools, at least, you know, I, I have experience with Fort Defiance because I have a, have a kid there right. in the marching band. They do marching band half the year and and concert band, yeah, half the year there. Um, and I think most schools do that. Uh, yeah, the after school part, um, is is difficult. But for for I'm um, you know from Fort Defiance and and obviously the, the the spirit of red and gold had to, they had to travel a little bit. But Fort Defiance I know does two nights a week of, of band practice right after school. They practice till about six o'clock. Um, you know I I guess you have a point, but athletic teams. Yeah. <laughs> stay in practice right after school. And and so if you're dedicated to it, um, I, I think you'll find a way to stay after school and, and practice. Um, and, and I think, you know, if you look at the schools, um, I guess uh, Fort Defiance and Wilson probably have a, the biggest bands in the county. And I think they both do a really good job. Stewart's Draft has a pretty eh, strong band from from year to year. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think the bands are, are pretty good. They're just not as you said, the schools are just smaller in in Augusta County, so you're just not going to get. And there's, I think there's a lot more options these days for kids too. So maybe you don't always have kids that that.
0: So it's dark video know, games. You know,
2: you know <laughs> I just know, I just know that that when 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 my kid was in middle school, some of the best people in band that year in in the concert band that could have been really good in marching band play sports in the fall, and they right. don't play band. You know, I know there's a volleyball player that that was really good in band I mean, one of the top kids in band in middle school what you know had to make a decision but i think
1: that's part of my reason for pushing it to in school they don't have to make that decision then like that's an option it's tough
0: it's tough with these smaller schools i know at riverheads like they had a band director the whole time i was there that like taught at the middle school in the mornings and then taught at the middle school in the or in the high school in the mornings and the middle school in the afternoon so it was like if you couldn't schedule a career band class to be in the first half of the day, then you weren't in band. So after school is your only opportunity for band. So if like, if they were going to exclude people from being in concert band that couldn't get that class, right. Then you, you'd have like 10 less people. So like, it's just tough situation with the smaller schools. I mean, that's what really drives into the way of it.
1: But again, I think, I don't know. I'm just speaking from my experience. I know that if we would have had it after school, we would have, we would have had a lot less people doing it. It was an everyday thing. We did it every day. It was with the block scheduling, we we always had lunch, first lunch that was served. Then we were done with lunch. We had our marching band, the other three uh, middle blocks that were every day until that was over. And then you either had lunch in the first half and band in the second half, or uh, lunch study hall, then band, or band, then yeah. lunch study hall. Right.
2: Yeah, I, I, you know, I and I don't know how long this schedule has been going on in Augusta County. I just know that that it's been as long as because we had athletes been, too. I mean, we
1: had people on the football team that were okay. in band. We had people that played volleyball and basketball that were in band. Like, but we didn't have they didn't have to choose. Yeah. Well, and there are some that do that. I had
2: a story. I had a story this past week, you know, at the end of last week. Um, on uh, cross country runners at Wilson, and one of them is the drum major for the Wilson marching band, and she runs cross country. I, I think cross country kind of lends itself to that a little better, right? Uh, because you know, even in that night she misses cross country practice, she can get in her miles. She can run what she needs to run. And um, it's not quite the same as practicing, you know, missing a football practice or missing a volleyball practice, where you need to be with your team. Um, you can can run pretty much any time. But but there are athletes that do that. I know there are athletes that, that also play in the marching band. But it's, yeah. it's it's few and far between.
0: I I did it. My uh my sophomore year was my last year playing in the band, and I at halftime took my football pads off, ran across the field, threw on a snare drum, and then marched the show. Now right. it, after that season, like that. when uh, Coach Castro said, hey, I probably need you in the locker rooms at halftime next year," I quickly made a decision uh, what <laughs> I was doing there. But yeah, it it was it was that, but. One thing I really noticed uh, just from, you know, having been in the Riverheads band, so I do pay attention to their band probably the most, uh, you know, like I do all the Riverhead stuff. I thought their sound is stronger having been with this other band. I feel like they are improving even when it's just them, you know, when they had the big group there for the gap game, that was awesome. It was nice to hear a big sound of the band on the field. Uh, But even without the Buffalo gap portion of the band, I thought, they have improved. I think it's, it's helping them getting, you know, the hearing that louder sound and trying to match that without it. So I I'm excited at that, you know, even adding that experience is probably helping their quality.
2: Yeah, I think it does. And, and the, uh, I know that the one competition that they were in with fourth this year, you know, because they're a bigger band, now they're in a higher uh, competition.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's the one, it's the one big argument I always have about marching band is that f- all other athletic teams are placed in classifications based on their school size. Marching bands are placed in classifications. From, it can be different from competition to competition and it's all based on your band size. So yeah. you might be in the, the second biggest uh, group in one competition and the third biggest, the next depending on who shows up. Um, and I've always thought that was just a little, a little odd, but um but yeah, Riverheads and Fort Defiance competed against, or River the Riverheads and Gap combined band competed against uh, Fort Defiance this year in their in their one competition. They were together because obviously it's a bigger band now. So, but yeah. but no, I'm I'm excited for them. I'm happy and yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this hopefully this leads to other uh, you know if if something else comes up like this, schools can combine and, and kind of work together. I think that's a great a great well, example. Just rough estimate, how many people are in the Fort band? Jeez, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I have no clue. I have no clue. Like I was gonna say fifty or sixty, probably. Um, but I'll say that, and and then if if um if somebody and that's probably Fort the Wilson strongest program. You. Yeah, um, I
0: mean that, that's yeah. my thing. It's like Wilson,
2: Wilson's right there with him. Yeah, yeah, good call. Wilson. Yeah, okay, Wilson and Fort, and, and they have a friendly rivalry. I think they're two bands. Um, they they. Enjoy each other, but they like to compete against one another and and beat the other school. So those two have a, a friendly rivalry. But um, but yeah, those are the two biggest bands I would say. Um, Stewart's Drafts, probably a, a little smaller than that. So maybe
1: maybe Let's forty, say or, 40
2: so. or thirty. Yeah. Yeah, Stanton's.
0: So you watched the the where all the bands played uh, yes. at Buffalo Gap a couple weeks ago i probably i want you to try your best to limit your bias against you know the band your kid is in uh which which band produced like the show that you most wanted or the, at least the music that you were most into like what what, what show caught your eye Let, let's just take ford out of it which of the other bands caught your eye
2: I would say stewart's draft i really okay. liked the 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 visuals of Stuart's draft it was a uh, it was a, a grow a growing theme and so they had like plant like these these plant pots that they brought out huge pots and kids would come out of them with either a you know some of the color guard did and some of the some of the people like there was a saxophonist that came out of one of the pots and played and i thought i thought it was really good and i thought some of the music they played was was really catchy um so i really like the stewart draft performance this year i honestly thought all of them did did really well um waynesboro had a, a new york theme and so, uh, so they did, uh, New York, New York, um, at one point, which is kind of catchy when you hear that. Um, um, and they did, uh, Jay-Z. So, um, they, they did huh. some, That interesting. stuff was a little catchy, but, yeah. but I thought the sound, if, if, you know, I thought the Stewart's draft was really, I, if I had to pick one. I really was impressed Stanton did a, like a cowboy theme. They so did. Was, we
1: saw that last That week. was
2: interesting for Stanton, but, um. But yeah, I, I thought, I was impressed with Stewart draft this year. Well, before we get off
1: the bands, um, and I hope they do do this next year, especially since the band sizes are so small at Riverheads and Buffalo Gap, and I would like to see other bands combine too. Um, but if I had to be picky, the name, if we could go with River Gap or Buffalo Heads, I would be a bigger fan. I would love it. That's the just pride, me.
2: though, isn't that a isn't that a band thing? I mean, I don't know. I I'm, I'm, I only know because I don't know. I mean, my theater. my band had a hundred people. We didn't have to combine. I don't know. <laughs> I think if you look at some college bands, they call themselves the Pride of whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's I think it's a term that bands use. So the Pride of Buffalo Heads or
1: the Pride <laughs> of River fun. Gap. Like I'm fine with that too. <laughs>
2: well, I'll, I'll you know what, people, Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you guys, I know Leland knows some people that are. Yeah. Just, just pitch it. Just say, Hey, we all again. know the same guy. I we're, don't, I don't know, we're we're throwing, yeah, yeah. Throwing know. Throwing this out there.
1: We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're throwing this out there. Maybe you take it. Maybe you don't, you know, we're we're all
0: in, we all have we're Twitter DM groups that involve the three of us with this other person. Well, like we, I'm just saying like, pay pay it would be
1: cool. Yeah. <laughs> The pride of.
2: And then, you know, I don't care
1: who comes first. Flip a coin for it. I don't care. Maybe have the the individual bands have a competition. I like
2: the name. I like the name. Uh, That's fine. It's different. It's different.
1: Well, there it is.
0: For this area. County Shill Patrick
2: Height. So, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The other good good band name is the uh, Wilson. They're the... uh, the uh, emerald regiment um hmm. like that. That? So, i don't think i had I mean, heard i don't think i've paid attention did when bring that
1: in
0: or is that old school
2: uh I, I, you know i don't know i i well bear close old school what are you talking about he's been yeah, old that's old true old, but, um, but i wondered if it was like if he brought that i think in. might have been there even before him but i really i don't know the. that's not a that. bad but name yeah, yeah we were just it's the emerald yeah, Regiment. No.
1: we didn't have a name we were just yeah the Sharando high school marching band that's all we were so Emerald yeah, Regiment. I, mean, I yeah, like that. That's a North cool North name. North. That's a cool name.
2: I like that. Yep. Yeah. So, see, I forged the Marching Indians. So, I mean, it's not Yeah, like, that's what we were. Yeah. We were there. The marching band and I, I, Hanley, I
1: like Hanley never had a band cuz they had to go to football games on Saturday cuz their schools too poor to put up lights.
0: Oh. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> that's not that's <laughs> like, not what
1: Hanley will say, but yeah.
0: Fort Defiance, speaking of their top-notch band, their volleyball continues to be top-notch and just absolutely dominant in the Shenandoah district ever since they got here. They've been great for a long time, even back when they were in the Valley district, but absolutely dominant since they've been in the Shenandoah. And that was something I brought up to somebody this weekend was saying, you know, when you look inside the district and performance inside the district, Forts volleyball has been as dominant as Riverheads football and, and, you know, other, other dynasties we've talked about, you know, you know, State basketball and it's prime in the Valley district and stuff like that. So Forts volleyball, again, just undefeated, you know, I think they've lost one set this season and it was to Wilson, uh, the second best team and just absolutely tearing it up. Um, talk about their, you know, spot in history, Patrick, I, I think, you know, we throw stuff at Riverheads quickly and, um, you know, when these teams are going to state championships, and I know Fort's volleyball hasn't quite gotten there uh in recent years, you know. See, that's your
2: difference. That's your difference, right? I mean, that's yeah, why Riverhead, okay. we talk about Riverheads football the way we do because they've won state championship after state championship, and Fort volleyball has has yet to do that in recent history. They they do have state championships in their history, but we're talking uh back in the uh, the eighties and maybe early nineties, you know I mean? We're talking, we're talking a long time ago since they've won state championships Um, or really anybody in this area has won state championships. The Wilson Memorial team won a state championship a few years ago. That was the first one in like a couple of decades for, for anybody in this area. Um, And so I think that's the difference. Uh, Yeah. They have been dominant in, in the Shenandoah district. But district titles mean absolutely nothing. And I think if you're gonna be if you're gonna look at your school and say, where is your you're a one of the best teams in the history of, of this area in, in a sport, you gotta have some state championships to go along with that. Now, Fort's in class three, that's that makes it so tough. I mean, you look at last last year they ran into to Rustburg in the region championship and got beat. And then they faced Hidden Valley in the quarterfinals and got yeah. beat. Well, Unfortunately, if you look at Rustburg and Hidden Valley again this year, they're both really, really good again. And so the chances are Fort's going to run into those two, and their season's going to come up short again this year. Um now, next year, let's see. You know, I I don't, you know, they they lose a couple of good seniors, but next year, going to class two, then I think you can make it's it's a shame that this group right now that's playing this season is not next year in class two i think they could really make a run at a state championship um but you know i think if they can keep this up and there's no sign that they ha- won't i mean it's been a dominant program for a number of years if they can keep this up i think next year then maybe they can make a run class two's a little easier
0: yeah and i think region 2b i think is definitely you know we know those schools and they, you know some of our schools play those schools so we know we know what they'll be dealing with, and I think it's not bold to say that you still run into the the gate cities and the people down in, in the state tournament. But it'd be nice for Fort or you know anybody local to get to that point before before facing something like that. I mean, even at Class One, Riverheads has made you know a bunch of state championships and ropes still fall short to Auburn. Like you, once you get to that state play, you start to have those teams that are just really good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm anxious for them to play in class two next year. Cause I, I think I hear what you say about this year's group, that program has been so good for so long now. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe if it's not the year one in, in class two, that they go to it, I think we'll see it at some point because I, I just think they keep producing teams that at the class Two get, get into States and make noise.
2: And, and let's give credit to, to Amber Pittsenberger, right? I mean, she, uh, Sue Leonard had, had led that program for a number of years and Sue did a yeah. good job. I think Amber um, has, has taken over and that's a tough position sometimes when you take over for a coach that's uh, been been around and been a, a staple of a program for a long time. And to be able to keep that success up, she's done a nice job. So,
0: I I have one more in this area. Cause I, I what you brought up there, it's kind of following up. You, you said district championships don't mean anything. And this is, I mean, I know Joe hasn't been around, so I know this is more of a me and you conversation, but, when did that change? Like when I was going through schools, those district championships meant something. Like when we beat Wilson in basketball in a district championship, that meant something. Um, like when did it change just across the board? I guess was it when when the regions got split out and everybody was in different districts? Or I mean what what when was this? So. It mean, maybe, maybe
2: when maybe when we went to six classifications. I, I mean, because you know, been right in now
0: in since the 70, like
2: in football, yeah, um, but the other classes—you had three classifications you in other sports, yeah—and um, you know, it's just it's tough. I, I look at something. It, it, take cheerleading, just because it's on my, my mind. I'm, I'm thinking of this. I saw this the other day. There were um, there were six, seven, six teams, seven. I guess all seven competed. I think six of them went to regionals. <laughs> You know, I mean, based off of that, the only team that didn't was Stanton because they finished last in the district championship. Everybody else went to regionals. So what does it matter anymore if you win the district championship or you finish sixth in the district in the district tournament because you're going to regionals no matter what? Um, so I think it changed at some point when when we went to six classifications and it all got watered down. And I don't want to sound like this old, this old per, I am an old person, but I don't want to sound like an old person saying, you know, it's all watered down now. Um, but it, to what it is, I mean, six, six champions, it was so much better. You know, I talked to Paul Hatcher and Lehigh basketball, and, and, you know, they're rightly proud of everything they accomplished. And a, a big reason is that it was only three classifications. And so when they were in class, you know, in, in, uh, Class two, group two. At that point, you know, winning championships, they went up some against some really, really good competition. Um, and I'm not saying other the teams that win state championships now don't uh, eventually face somebody good, but it's just watered down. And and I think that's probably where it changed for districts, is that everybody it seems to go, everybody goes to regionals. Yeah,
0: I'm yep. I'm interested in the changes it can make to make districts good again. I think it would. I, I you know we had the district tournament back there, and I realized that was something to build into going to region. So like I guess you had to have them, but I wish I wish it would matter to win the district because I, I do think it. I, I liked it better when it meant something, and I liked it when the fifth best team didn't keep going. I You know I I'm fine with it. Just top two teams advancing. I'm I'm perfectly. But you fine. can't
2: do that because you got yep. you've got four teams this year. Four teams in class three two teams in class one right. and one in class two. And so right. they're all going to go. So you can't do that. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've argued for all, this is never going to happen, but right. To me, all the teams and, and I maybe said this on this show, I've said it to people, all the teams in the Shenandoah district belong in class two. Like I, I think <laughs> class two is a perfect fit for everybody in this area. It, it's the, it's the region. It's, it's the area where if you were good enough, you had a really good team, you could make a run in the States. If you're a mediocre team, you're probably not gonna even make regionals. Um, so you gotta have a good season to make regionals, you know. But that's never gonna happen. We're never gonna we see. the lines these...
0: because Patrick Hyde said so. I think that's what I just heard.
2: I like that though.
1: I think I'd he's say, right. I no, he's exactly right to your question about why districts don't matter anymore, though. He's hundred percent right. Who cares? Why would the district if you're gonna to go to the region anyway? Who cares? Why stress about it?
0: Yeah, people in different I mean, I I and don't they don't know. have the even district tournaments anymore
1: for that reason. Like that's why. Why?
0: even when i played though not everybody was in the same region you know went to the postseason but the district still matters so i i, I wonder but they if still had district tournaments
1: then didn't they
0: yeah that's why i was saying i wish they could come back but like when you have teams going so many different directions i, I get that they're never gonna force that in i think it'd be cool even if you had like a holiday tournament committed within the county of like You know, like the NBA has talked about a midseason tournament, all that. Like, it'd be cool if like Christmas week or, you know, somewhere around there, you had, you know, a a quick tournament or something. And it'd just be cool to have something come of that where you have everybody showing up to the same gym or something for a couple nights straight. I I think that'd be cool. Just some way to bring everybody back together.
2: The JV teams all have a district, or a lot of them yeah. have district. Volleyballs now, have it and, and, coming up. Yeah. So you know, that, there you go. Just just follow the JV. Follow volleyball. You get, JV and you get your JV champion, and it means something to them because that's the sure. end of their season, right? I mean, yeah. they play playing the district tournament, and then the season's we, over. So
0: we had it back then too. I was on a I was on a JV champion team. You know, I sat right there. You know, right right there, I sat. <laughs> uh Stay at <laughs> Stanton's football team uh, has had a heck of a season and uh, you know I knew they I know they lost last weekend to Buffalo Gap but you know you had sent out some tweets early in the season wrote an article about you know the success with first year coach um, Michael Bell and I I, it's been a fun thing to watch this year and, and root for because this is a team that you know, I thought maybe they could improve on their win record, but I don't know how much I believe that. And then they just blew that out the door in the first seven games when 7-0, and oh, I, it's been a great season for them. And and I'm hoping there's still some, you know, bright spots down the stretch.
2: Yeah, I know. It has been wonderful. Um, I, I could see this. I, I didn't predict 7-0 and oh to start the season last spring. But when they introduced Michael Bell as the head coach and I saw the enthusiasm – from those kids sitting in that, in the auditorium that day. I I felt like it was going to be something different this year. Um, You know, I I still felt like, you know, there might be some growing pains for year one, but I really thought that they, they, those kids were going to buy in. They really like Michael Bell. He has, he just has this personality that you just love to be around him. I, I, I love talking to him and, you know, obviously when you're winning games, it's easier to be happy than when you're losing games, but to catch him after some of those games, he acted like he was as surprised as anybody <laughs> they were winning and he was just so thrilled with it. And so, um, and so I just, I, I think he's assembled a good coaching staff and I was really happy to see, um, to see that the, the success that they've had this year. Um, you know, you're the, you're the points guy. You can tell me a little better about this. <laughs> obviously they they're seven and and one now that loss to buffalo gap was tough you know they were living on the edge anyway stewart's draft they probably should have lost that game they somehow rallied in the fourth quarter and 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 won uh fort defiance i don't i still don't know how they won that game i mean they were down 12 nothing nothing yeah. was going it's right an ugly game. and they yeah. <laughs> they come back and win
0: one team um, was uglier than the other was basically the answer to
2: that well, <laughs> And so then Buffalo Gap, you know, here they are down again, big, and, and they try to pull it off one more time. And eventually that magic is just going to come to an end. You can't live like that every right. week and hope to come out with a win. So they lose to Buffalo Gap. They go in this week. You know, I, I'm curious how they're going to respond, but the, the end result is going to be they're going to lose, right? I mean, to Riverheads, not, that's nothing against Stan. It's just Riverheads is playing really well right now. They're starting, mm-hmm. to, starting to hit their stride and play really well right now. So they're going to lose to to Riverheads. So my question is, when they go into the Wilson game, can they? Um, if they win that game, are they in good position to get a home game in the playoffs? It's. It, it's I think.
0: I think they can. Um, it's going to take. I, I don't like what TA is doing. TA is building up wins and looking at what TA has left. I'm I'm worried that they could pass. Stanton and be in that four spot if they win out because I don't think Stanton will I think that Stanton Wilson game kind of if, if you just sit back and say this is what I think is going to happen I think it com- could come down to that Wilson game just whoever wins that game can stay out of play in those top three seeds which is Liberty Christian Heritage and Brookville and so I think that yes. can make it a very interesting season finale where one of those teams is going to be in the four or five game Is that four? Is that five? And then the other team is probably going to be at like six or seven and have to go to Lynchburg the next week. So I think that could kind of set up in that manner. Um, I'm worried about Stanton if they go into that game having lost two straight because I think, you know, I I don't think Wilson's any kind of pushover. I think Wilson's capable of beating a lot of teams, and uh, I think Stanton could be one of those. I I think there's also a little bit of a blueprint now. It's just, you know, Buffalo Gap showed what – you knew could hurt saying if you keep that offense off the field and don't let them have the opportunity to have big plays, that's what could hurt you. So I that's, that's the way I see it. That's the way I you see it. Be it. Able to do
2: that, right? I mean, that's a good recipe to beating them, but you gotta be able to, you gotta be able you to gotta do be that.
0: patient. And that's what, and even Buffalo gap wasn't perfect to patient. We already said this on the podcast gap. Wasn't perfect about being patient. They threw a couple more passes than they probably should have. That's why they had two picks. But when push came to shove, they established early what they were. They established late what they were. And, and that was good enough for them to hold on and win by the skin of their teeth. Because I I still think you talk about that Stanton magic, and I think we've seen some of it this year, and that's the reason they were 7-0. I swear if they get that ball back, something magical is going to happen. And Buffalo Gap understood to just hold on to that ball. And, you know, there was probably times down that stretch getting those three yards instead of four yards was probably better for them. So, So it just took that much more time off the clock.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm just kind of curious what's going to happen there because yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm I'm really curious to see how they do respond in that Wilson game because right. they will be coming off. You know, I, you never want to go in and say a team's going to lose, but if if they beat Wilson, if they beat Riverheads this week, then that's a, a it's miracle. A talk of the happened. world
1: kind of moment, yeah.
2: So so they're going to probably come into that Wilson game off of two losses. How do they respond? Right. This is a team that in the past would have you know that sometimes I think would have just kind of given up. If they can oh, we've been not give that. up, yep. if they if they respond and they come out with heart against Wilson, I think that shows a lot of more about Michael Bell and his coaching staff than the seven wins did. Absolutely, them, you know. So, so I'm I'm curious to see how they respond in, in two weeks against Wilson.
1: I'm curious to see how they come out at the start against Ripperheads. I, I felt like I mean, one yeah. of the reasons we keep saying Stanton magic in the fourth quarter. One of it, one of the reasons was they stopped running laterally. I mean, that was.
0: Oh, pull out a 12 gauge
1: shotgun and shoot off your own foot kind of drive killers.
0: I, I hammered that stat earlier, Patrick. It's just, uh, they had, I got to find my note back again. I already said it once 11 plays that went sideways and it only been, it only got them 21 yards <laughs> and 12 of those yards were on the touchdown play the last time yeah. he touched the football. I mean, if it wasn't for that, they're getting 0.9 yards per play every time they go side to side, and that's I mean, drive killer. I mean, that's that's as bad as a penalty. That's as bad as a sack because you're going outside and getting nothing.
1: Yeah. So I, I that's what I'm interested I'm not interested in the result because I think you're right. They're not going to beat Riverheads. Um, so for me, it's about is the game plan a little better? Do we at least try to put ourselves in the best situation to beat Riverheads or at least make Riverheads sweat a little bit? Um, and then, and then when you have Wilson, I, I don't know, Wilson's defense isn't nearly as good as Buffalo gap or riverhead. So maybe the lateral stuff works against them. I don't know. Um, I'm not opposed to, you know, seeing what works and what doesn't, but if it's not working, I just hope we see it, you know, eject quickly. Um, I do think maybe that's where against Covington, some of those teams early on, it was working because those teams are just, just happy to just yeah. happy to be there. But, um, Yeah. That that was I you know talking about Stanton magic or whatever. That's I think not to be the uh, poo pooer of magic, but I do think that's pro- that was that was what it was. Um, I do want to ask before we hop off Stanton though, how you felt because starting out seven and zero, no one expected that, and you've alluded to that here, but. Do you think at this point, being seven and three and not having that home playoff game, would be kind of a disappointment at this point in the season?
2: Um, I, I think it would be in the moment. I sure. think you know, if you go back in the summer next, you know, in the in a in a the winter or in the next spring next summer, you look back at it and say seven and three and a playoff berth for where this program was, sure, is really good. But yeah, it, it, you're seven and oh, the players and they're teenagers, you know, but they're talking about, we're going to go undefeated. We're going to get a state championship, you know, and, and I had a couple of them tell me that and I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and tell some teenage kid. No, you're not. I didn't, right. I didn't That's Leland and I's job.
1: That's my job in particular.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're not going to win the state championship. They must be JMU fans get- too. I- <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, I think you're gonna have and, and I think fans buy into that too, right? I mean, parents, a lot of parents don't understand, not everyone, but a lot of parents don't understand how good LCA class, ain't going nowhere. Yeah, how yeah. good <laughs> class three is. And and so I think at seven and oh, they were starting to buy into this stuff of oh, you know, this is because they remember as much as we pay attention to this, a lot of those parents don't pay attention to this. And so they remember 2017 and Stanton getting to the state championship and they don't stop to think, well, that was a different class. Stanton has moved up since then. And so um, I think, yeah, I I think that seven and three and a playoff berth while compared to what they've been for the last few years is great. I think you're going to have fans and players that are disappointed with that because because it's not seven and three spread out. It's seven and oh, and then three losses to end the season. And probably at that point, that's the worst case scenario at this four point. Losses. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't losses know. I mean, if you get
1: team, TA, I'm not scared of that Valley if District. If you get that four or five game, I, I
0: i don't see why they can't win that. Yeah. Now, if you get Brookville
1: no. or insert Dogwood District team here, then yeah, that's four straight losses. But if you get well, TA, you can right, get TA But if BTA. they can go
2: eight and TA's two, right? right? If they can go eight and two and then maybe win a first round playoff yeah. game, then I think. Then you have to be happy about that, right? I mean, you just have to be happy about eight eight and two with a with a playoff win. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out. Uh, but yeah, if, if they lose those last three games of the regular season, uh, that's then I then I worry about them a, a little bit. <laughs> no matter who they play in the playoffs, then your mindset's really not good. So
0: avoiding a seminal team is is the way to go.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> yes, our teams found out that last year too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. didn't they?
1: Um. So it's Halloween, Patrick. So to get you out of here, I have a slight twist on our normal question: What is your Halloween recommendation for our audience? If they're if they're into spooky season.
2: <laughs> Halloween recommendation? So, so I'm not a Halloween fan at all. My Me too.
1: Cool. Oh my! I'm with I, you. Gosh,
2: yeah. I, I tell people all the time. People say it's a great holiday. I'm like, it's not oh. a holiday at all. I don't get off work and. So, it's just not not a great i just use i get past halloween to get to thanksgiving and to, to Christmas.
1: disgusting and, and thanksgiving no no halloween has its thanksgiving, place thanksgiving,
2: oh. thanksgiving great you get turkey you don't have to give gifts to anybody you yes. get turkey That's and what you get to turkey is
1: not that great, <laughs> an, great turkey is an overrated weekend. bird turkey is an overrated food
0: food
2: all weekend you get, you get food you get pies you get football and pies you don't are the give worst dessert to too. anybody Four-day no, weekend, guaranteed, every year. <laughs> can, can I give a lame. plug, though, um, uh, for Halloween, if you want to get uh, see some cool decorations in Stanton and help out a good cause, um, I wrote a story about this. There's a uh, house right across from McSwain. It's on North Coulter Street in Stanton. So if you know where McSwain Elementary is, right next to, to Stanton High School, uh, there's a house that sits there that's got decorations. Um, they've been doing it for a few years, and this year um, they... Uh, coordinate it with McSwain to raise funds for um, for the arts program at McSwain and so you go there and there's a barcode and you can scan it and you can donate whatever you want to um, to the arts program at uh, McSwain and I think that's a great idea because arts programs don't get the funding they deserve mm-hmm. in schools this is not a PSA or anything like that <laughs> it's sending their way Sounds they like don't deserve they don't get the money they deserve <laughs> the funding they deserve so this is a cool way to help them out. These are really cool decorations at uh, the house. So it's it, you can't miss it. You cannot miss it. Just drive North Coulter and uh, get up there, and 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 across to McSwain, you'll see it. So there you go. That's my recommendation. If you like Halloween, if you actually think it's a holiday, you're wrong. But if you think it is, free candy. What's not to up, like? Check out those lights. They're cool.
1: Free candy. I don't know what's not to like.
2: <laughs> but I don't get the candy. What happens? My wife gets the candy. And says, "Okay, we're going to have this in case trick or treaters come. Trick or treaters never come. Then that's candy. In the middle of that's candy. Watch so, a horror it, movie. It it's there for weeks, and I'm like, like, can I eat it now? No, we got to wait till Halloween.' And so, you know, I don't even get it till after Halloween's over. So, um, so you know, it, 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 whatever. It's it, Halloween's fine enough, I guess. But it's just even on my list. Kid, of, on it. that list of holidays, it's way down the list. Oh my gosh! Oh
1: my goodness, yeah.
2: Fourth of July is better. Yes. Um, yes."
1: I mean yeah Arbor Day, Arbor Day is no <laughs> boo Arbor Day. I put
0: St. Patrick's Day and Halloween in the same category and I think they're both useless mm, and uh, That's no offensive. Right around, that's right offensive. But uh but like it's just it's like for for college kids it's just an excuse to just go all out and I don't know. It just never not that I didn't celebrate those with those people, but I just I don't I don't care about those holidays at all. At all.
2: Yeah. oh i i have to agree with Leland on that yes that's I'd, fine I'd, you're both I'd wrong that's okay wrong.
1: you're entitled to your opinions you can be wrong that's fine
0: how come he's entitled to his but i'm entitled i'm not mine you don't allow me to have I'm, a I'm a guest
1: i'm a guest yeah because i have to tell people how wrong you are leland
0: <laughs> well patrick i have my note here that i just want to make sure you knew that you know I, I think last time you were on i said i we need to take a break from west wing and you know, we kind of <sighs> We had binged it like two years in a row. Yeah, we just started it up again. So,
2: awesome third year nice. in a row,
0: West Wing. November yes, does I, it I, to I, us. Coming up on November does it to us every year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have to. I haven't watched it in a while, so I might need to go yeah. back. I've, I've been so caught up in all the Disney uh, Disney Plus series and uh, and so forth. So, uh,
0: are you liking Bubble Andor? Wolf. Are you watching Andor?
2: And I've watched it yet. I've heard I've heard good things about it, although I've heard nobody's watching it but I've heard that it's actually pretty, pretty good. It's,
0: I think it's for, like, older kids. <laughs> not like, younger kids. kids. Like, Peyton's kind of my limit here. My 10-year-old's kind of my limit. Uh, and she's liking it, but it does move slower than, like, you know, you don't have Baby Yoda and gunfights every
1: episode like you do
0: in Mando, so.
2: That's okay, though. Want, the... like, She-Hulk. She-Hulk is great. She-Hulk uh, is, is an awesome Disney plus. Uh, I don't
1: know. That's She-Hulk. MCU stuff. I'm out on that.
2: Well, it's... it's She-Hulk is... Loki was the best Disney plus show that they put out for MCU but I think She-Hulk is second. It, it was really really good really good. So.
0: Well Patrick, thanks for jumping on with us and uh, you know being part of a different conversation than usual talk about bands but also you know filling us in on your thoughts on some of the storylines we have been following all season. We thank you for coming on. We look forward to having you on again.
2: Yeah thanks guys.
0: All right, Joe, let's talk about some of the older boys and girls playing sports and talk about NCAA football first. Mm-hmm. Uh, tech was on a bye, so it was a relaxing weekend where I didn't have to you know, worry about um, depression and anxiety uh, like I have with Tech football in recent years, especially these last couple. Um, but they do play NC State Thursday night. The only thing we have going in our favor is that NC State lost their quarterback. I still think they're just better than us. So I don't have a lot of hope in this game, but right. I would alpha buy like to see the Hokies. I'd like to point at something this week and be like, we've improved in that area or like we're having less penalties or so, like something like that. I'd like, okay. I'd like to have something improving that like showed me the good coaching that I believe we have. And uh, you know, we're, I'm not going to sour on these guys for a long time. So that that's fine. I just, I would start to like to see some of those things built. Might not build into a win. But I would just like to see, Progress because that Miami game didn't feel like progress.
1: So I like that you have tempered expectations. I think that is wise. <laughs> I agree. It would be nice to see the offense play a little better, less penalties, something like that. Not looking for Not the good. win. Yeah. But just be better. Give me a tight game at halftime, and everything
0: I've said to you will be out the door, and I'll be hoping for the win. Uh, but that happened in the fourth quarter, Miami game too, and so it's just I know my nature. But today, I hope for improvement is what I say. Be uh, UVA, yeah, yeah. UVA did have some improvement. They won the game against Georgia Tech, and that was mm. not a pushover game, like you kept saying on our podcast that you just couldn't assume that was going to be a win. Uh, they did what they. Had to to win. And a, a lot of that was defense getting it done, holding Georgia Tech to nine points. That That's solid. You, mm-hmm. you hold ACC teams under 10, you're going to win most all those games. So, uh, last Thursday night, ugly game. I think they're due for another ugly game against Miami, a 12-30 game this weekend. And Miami is just generally ugly. And uh, they got their tails whooped by Duke this past week. And
1: um, Yeah, eight I, turnovers I, I in that game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be another ugly game and I don't rule UVA out because of it. And it's the same thing I said, going into the Miami game. And I, I know I didn't say it on the podcast, but the rest of that week, I, I was kind of saying, I, I think we could beat this Miami game. I think we, cause I, it was Miami. I was Miami. I had the problem with, and the reason we only lost by six is somewhere in there was the reason I was thinking we could beat Miami. So I'm not ruling UVA out from beating them either at home this weekend, 1230, because it's more to do with Miami than it is UVA for me to say that. But either way, I think UVA will count it as a W if they get it.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think any of these coastal teams playing each other, North Carolina appears to be the best team in the coastal, but outside of that, any of these other teams, I would, if you slapped the logos and changed the uniforms on the players, you would not be able to tell the difference. I, I think all of these coastal teams are about as equally bad when it comes to georgia tech uva virginia tech Pitt, uh miami like all these teams suck they're all all they're all all bad bad watches and yeah eight turnovers duke i forgot about duke um eight turnovers in the ball game for miami like that if you're uva and you can get four turnovers from miami you got to be feeling really good um so yeah We'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, I I definitely think UVA could win this game, and if you're Virginia Tech, you know, like we said, you're not going to. But that's okay.
0: I'm to the point though with Brendan Armstrong. I I do kind of feel bad for him. I somehow, like no. that's in me. I I don't generally feel bad. Like he stayed another year with a coach that coming from Cl- like, and it's just it's just not gone well. He's hurt his value. I mean, it's that's what I think. I
1: feel the worst for him is that like. He was going to get drafted somewhere, and now, like, he's no I don't think – I know there was, you know, Heisman. He's a Heisman candidate. Not Heisman. I never was saying Heisman. Well, I know that some people have been saying Third, fourth-round draft pick. I don't think any NFL scouts were seriously looking at him. I never got that impression watching him play that he was an NFL quarterback.
0: Okay, I I do feel bad for him. I feel bad. And that he you know, I, I'm guy.
1: not taking a shot at UVA by saying that. I'm saying UVA has had pro quarterbacks. Those people should know what a pro quarterback looks like. He's not one of them. Yeah, he isn't Schaub. That's true. But it's okay. He's not Aaron Brooks. He's not. He's not that good. It's okay. He's he's good for the ACC. He's good for the Coastal. That whatever. Yeah. I think that he's not an uh, NFL quarterback. It's okay. We haven't had an NFL quarterback in forever. That's true.
0: Well, we have, they Ty just rod. kicked him out and told him to go to
1: Tennessee to play the rest of their That's true. Time. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> yeah, we told him to transfer to Tennessee because he wasn't good enough to play here. And my mom asked specifically,
0: Who, who's the guy that you're talking about that is, went to another school? So it just gave me a whole another time to awkwardly phrase his name in a hilarious way. So
1: red light district. Booker um, gets it
0: done. JMU. They uh, take another L. They lose to Marshall. This was kind of the game. <laughs> that that uh, L
1: was nothing compared to the L today.
0: Yeah, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. They take. I want to get through the football game first because there's plenty to talk about otherwise. They lose to Marshall. This was a game circled on their schedule from the beginning of scheduling uh, because it's Marshall. Mm-hmm. And it was a homecoming game. And then especially when they started out so good and Marshall had their big win. But then JMU the next week beats Apple State. Like, oh, this is the game and it was an ugly game where neither team looked good. So I, you know, nobody won uh, there um, for looking good on a football field, but Jamie loses two in a row. So now everybody's piped down with all, all the, you know, I, even the bowl game talk isn't really talked about as much. I still think if they get six wins, they should be eligible. I, I still don't agree with that, um, that they're not, but uh, I do think um, it's calm down the hype. I'm glad people enjoyed it while they could because it's certainly gone now. Right. And, you know, some realities of depth and stuff like that got shown this week. And when you don't have your starting quarterback, things happen. And that's, that's why you don't, you know, book your tickets to the national championship in October because things happen in football. And so uh, they lose. Hopefully the quarterback can be back because that will give them some chances down the stretch because I think without them, they will struggle. Um, but speaking of struggling, and you just already alluded to it, the the excuses that have come out from the area of the program, whether that be the head coach, whether that be people surrounding the team or mouthpieces for the team, it's been crazy. Uh, It's particularly Monday with things that were said of reasonings, why things didn't go right in this game. And I, you know, they, they zeroed in on noise on the field or noise from the stands after the touchdown you know, in the first quarter when they scored the last time they scored. (laughs) So I don't know Mm -hmm. why we ignore the next three quarters of football. And then it's debatable whether it was the crowd noise or the band playing and who was making it. And it just JMU Twitter lost its mind today. I I love
1: it. I love it. This is this is the most excited I have ever been to be a JMU fan. Welcome to FBS football Twitter. This is what it's all about. Watching a fan base lose their minds. And this is also kind of a, hey, this is why I don't like this guy. Because as good as he can be, yes, as good as he can be at X's and O's at times in game, off the field, put a microphone in front of him. He's going to say something that really makes him look like a dum-dum. This (laughs) is... I mean, you have a fan base that is sitting here moaning that students aren't staying past halftime in a close game leaving at FBS games at halftime. Which isn't good. That's a fair complaint to have, in my opinion. But then today you're saying, oh, well, we got our extra point block because the players couldn't hear because the crowd was too loud. And by the crowd, I mean the band was playing i am like, okay. Because when he says, I'm sure when he said uh, the crowd was too loud, someone was probably like, wait, the crowd that you're also mad is leaving during the game? He's like, well, yeah. you know, more specifically, they couldn't hear because the band was playing. And then an unidentified athletics official comes out and says, well, we reviewed the tape. The stadium was naturally loud after a JMU touchdown, meaning no louder than normal. And the band had stopped playing by the time the snap happened. So- 0 for two on your excuses. And then finally, the third excuse was the right one. We just didn't execute right. That's what you say at the what? beginning. We just yes. didn't execute. It's a bleeping extra point. We didn't execute. Yeah. End of story. That's fine. Yeah, I, it happens. You played a team better than you. Now, the other part that was odd to me is day of. Everyone is surprised that the starting quarterback is not dressed for this game. And then. Word is that the coaching staff was expecting him to be able to play today. Did the backup not get any reps with the first team because of that? What was going on? That was bizarre to me because that offense looked awful. That offense did not look good on Saturday. That was what surprised me. Um, Look, I'm not not the biggest Kurt Signetti fan. I have not been shy about saying that. I'm not saying that because he loses this game and because of this press conference, you fire him. But I will say, this guy, not making friends now. I know yeah, right now, at the end of the day, band, yeah. at the at the end of the day, people were like, okay, you know, it's it's all out. You know, it's we've been vindicated that it wasn't us, blah, blah, blah. But guess who's going to remember that? If things don't stay smooth and sunshine and things start to get rocky, guess who's going to remember that? Those people you threw under the bus. Right. And guess who's not going to hang around? Those students. Because guess who else doesn't like... It? You don't want them to leave, but you don't want them to celebrate when they score. That makes it hard to want to be at a game.
0: Yeah. I we You know, we have been told we like to talk about shiny toys on our podcast. The band at JMU is their shiniest toy. I mean, That's that, the like, most
1: loyal part of yes. the JMU fan base. Going the after them for... In- any reason is incredibly stupid yes infinitely stupid
0: hundreds of them sit down there they're you know at jmu is one of the few places i've been to football games live where people actively stay in their seats for the halftime show and then it's the rush after the band's done to rush to go to the bathroom or whatever they got to do um i mean it that people love the band there the band loves them the pet band in the gym is great Uh, just band 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 at, at jmu don't don't go against the band. I, I don't I don't know why those words were coming out of your mouth. I I don't know. And no one's doing you favors by just tweeting every dumb thing you say either, I guess. Uh, you know. And, yeah. And oh, that's behind, been great. Like, that's oh, been great. yeah. It was, oh, it was this. Oh, you said it was this. Oh, I say it was this. Like It's oh, tough. It's for tough clarifications.
1: Look. Oh, man, I can't believe this blew up. Oh, gosh. I can't yeah, believe tough. I was holding a firecracker in my face, and now my face is burned. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Regular tough, tough, JPP tough moment for him there on Twitter. A lot
0: of tough looks for a lot of people at JMU after two losses. Um, And they can rebound from
1: this, but... uh, Sure, I'm not saying they're going to lose out and end up 5-7, and but... Yeah, they got to buy. Well, (laughs) there there
0: is somebody in one of the JMU groups, I think on Facebook, that in one of the more popular groups that's like, has the whole conference. And the guy like weeks ago was like, JMU is going to lose the rest of their games. And like, he's two for two so far. Um, So we'll see what they do they got then, here's weekend, the other thing right losing no-
1: to marshall this is the second fbs win marshall has this year
0: yeah notre dame never beat and marshall you in their history either.
1: notre dame and you yeah Oof.
0: all right uh the other action on the weekend it wasn't my usual you know watch every second on as many tvs as possible saturday for me i still watched a good amount um i think something something with the amount i watch and the amount i bet. I think there's an equilateral because I watched less and my investments went better. So I'm wondering if there's something there. The sad thing is I love college football too much to, to really play that out. Like I I know this weekend, I might be a little bit less, but the weekend after I will, you know, be pushing the six TVs back in. So that's going to be a monster weekend. Um, But that Okie state Texas game is what I watched the most of this weekend. And uh, it was entertaining as can be as well as the TCU Kansas state game.
1: Yeah, I watched, I watched a lot of that Clemson Syracuse game. I just want to say about that. Um, I don't care if it's a tra- tradition after every game that you come on the field. It's lame. It's almost Did they as do lame it after as the- every game. I didn't know that. Yep, they uh, the students and fans are invited onto the field to sing the alma mater, which was the their defending thing. It's a tradition. We all go down on the field and sing the alma mater. Cool way to make an even way to make a lame tradition even lamer. No one likes to do run alma down the mater. field,
0: do run down that hill full speed. Like, let me just button? say
1: this if part of your tradition is singing the alma mater, get rid of that tradition. <laughs> alma mater's are by definition the lamest part of a college. Don't, I don't know, don't embrace the, the it. The hokey
0: pokey is pretty lame
1: too. <laughs> well, they, they stopped doing it. <laughs> like it's they don't do it anymore. I don't think so. They don't do it between the third and the fourth. Yeah, but they do it
0: out in the parking lots with the kids and stuff. I
1: just I've never. never That's fine. That's cooler than the alma mater. That's cooler than the alma mater. If Virginia Doug was like, "Oh, after the game, let's all sing the alma mater." I'd be like, "Lame." I hope we get punked next game. They play it, but they don't. Also, it's like a huge thing. Yeah. also, if you don't cover the spread, you can't rush the field. New rule: if you don't cover the spread, you can't rush the field. I hate Clemson. Not only did they not give me the satisfaction,
0: couldn't be rushed in the field. Period.
1: Not, not only did they not give me the satisfaction of them losing, they didn't cover, which was the other acceptable outcome. Yeah, awful. I, 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 I stayed th-
0: away from that game. I don't I trust I Clemson. Clemson. I hate Clemson. Don't trust Clemson ever.
1: I hate Clemson. I don't know what would be better. I mean, they're not. They're going to win the Atlantic now because they've beaten all three of the dreaded trifecta that had a chance of somehow beating them. But, so they're going to get in the playoff. I hope they get curb stomped. Whether it's Tennessee or Georgia that they play, I hope they absolutely get a mud hole stomped in them. Just absolutely brains beaten in so those fans think twice before going down on the field and singing the alma mater. I hope they get beat so bad they lose the alma mater. They decide to get rid of it. That's what I want. (laughs) My, uh,
0: my dark horse of the weekend, because I listened to James Carville on Tony's Kornheiser's podcast. Mm -hmm. He said he was standing in line at a CVS and someone told him to bet on Boise state over air force. Well, then Carville came on the podcast, talked about it. It sunk in my head. And so when I needed a second part of a parlay or another piece of a parlay, on Saturday, I included Boise State, and uh, it paid off. So I thanks James Carville for that. It was one of his few winning bets this past week. So <laughs> I'm glad I picked the right one. But I thought I thought that was pretty funny that I even bet on it, much less it actually benefited me.
1: Um, oh, whoa, 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 before you jump off here, all right, what do you got? This week was a big week for other games, like Oregon winning is big for them and their Pac-12 championship hopes. Oklahoma state knocking off Texas and TCU beating K state keeps a rematch of that alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mississippi state's fake. I don't ever want to see Mississippi state in the top 25 ever again. And Ole Miss is dead to me. You know what? The entire state of Mississippi can go to hell.
0: I think Ole Miss is generally fake. I think that's the team. I continue. That whole state can go to hell. They're dead to me. Number two, Ohio state at Penn state is number 13 at noon on Fox on Saturday. Florida at Georgia. It's on CBS at 3.30. Okie State, Kansas State, that's that big, big 12 game. Uh, I believe it's a night game. And then uh, number 16, Kentucky at number three, Tennessee. Which one of those or others are you most interested in watching
1: this weekend? Mm, good question. I'm not watching Florida-Georgia because I – Yeah. That's not a game. Um, Man – Penn state, Ohio. See, I know Fox's big game is like the big noon kickoff. It's going to feel weird. This not being a night game.
0: Yeah. Penn state, I think it's more so with like how they like to do the white out and stuff at there. night. I, I,
1: I think that yeah. would be better. I think it would have been better if Fox was like, you know what? We're going to make it a night game. Um, yeah. But I guess they have the world series probably getting in the way of they, that. Um, they
0: absolutely. do, And that's the reason it's there.
1: <sighs> that being said, Kentucky, Tennessee is probably Oki State. God, all those games are good except Georgia, Florida. That's Those are all podium games. Okay. Interest, Pick one.
0: one TV and one time slot. Which one are you watching?
1: Oki State, Kansas State. Because I think that's going to be the best of the games. That's going to be 50 to 50, you know, 51-50. <laughs> yeah. A big I, defense. I think Penn State's probably going to have a not happy time in Happy Valley. And I think Tennessee will win. I will say. I am terrified that Tennessee stumbles here.
0: Yeah, because we got the big Georgia game coming up in two weeks.
1: Yeah. And so I, I this know is I like, this is like this is a worried. game. This is the last game before that, because they have a bye going into the Georgia game. Just please, right. please, I, please, 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 please don't lose this game. Please don't lose this. Game. Yeah,
0: I just want them to be in that spot in the Georgia game. Like, do I sit here and say I'm demanding they beat Georgia? I'm not saying that. I said that they had to beat Bama, but I'm not saying that right now about Georgia. But just have the hype going into that game.
1: I think in this going back to Mississippi, um, Did they have a buy? I thought, I thought that was in two weeks. I thought it was the fifth. I guess that's why I'm really mad at Ole Miss one. They were an investment in two. I wanted that Alabama game. I wanted them to knock Alabama out. And now I don't think they're, I, I don't think they're capable. I convinced myself maybe Ole Miss could beat Alabama. And now I don't think that. Just I don't to want Alabama up. to get in.
0: I just want to clean up what you said. Tennessee does not have a bye before the Georgia game. They, they play Georgia on the 5th, Saturday the 5th.
1: Whoops. Okay.
0: I'm just saying that out loud so people don't hear you and,
1: you know. Scream.
0: Schedule a vacation for the next weekend or anything.
1: Gosh, please don't lose to Kentucky. Please don't lose to Kentucky. Yeah. And that's why I think I
0: know – well, I won't. I actually – once it gets dark, I'm not gonna be watching anything. I got other plans this week, but I will Bold. be keeping tabs on the Tennessee game.
1: So. Bold, I do plan on watching that game. Please, I hope you lose. do. Please, yeah. don't lose to Kentucky. God, please. I'm gonna be trying to scare the crap out of some little kids. It's called fathering. Oh, Just play Rocky <laughs> Top.
0: Um, Eating them candy and scaring the crap out of them. Um, NFL. Uh, so my topic that I can I will give full credit to PTI here mm-hmm. and their production team. I liked what they led with. I didn't listen to what they said, so I'm not going to copy either of the answers. But which team is more in trouble? Three and four Tampa Bay or three and four Green Bay? Both took very disappointing losses this weekend. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady losing to the Panthers 21-3. to The Commanders beating the Packers 23-21. So which of those two teams led by Hall of Fame quarterbacks is in more trouble right
1: now? Green Bay. Easy. Your
0: reasoning. I you could. Uh,
1: do you think it's Tampa Bay? Before I start, no.
0: I just want to hear your reasoning.
1: Okay, um, because Green Bay has the Minnesota Vikings in the division. Tampa Bay does not. Tampa Bay. Who's going to win that division? Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay is going to have a home playoff game.
0: Exactly, and that that was going to be my point. Is Tampa Bay still sitting tied for first in that in that conference and in, in the NFC South, and so. I agree with you there because they can still just straight up win that division, be in a top four spot, get a home playoff game at least. And I don't know. Everybody's been trying to count Tom Brady out for how long. I'm just, I'm just not going to be. I'm, oh, I, be, I that
1: has nothing to do with my equation. It has everything to do with who else is in that division. If you put the Buccaneers in the NFC North, I think the Buccaneers are in more trouble because I don't think Tom Brady is who he was. Ben. Tom Brady's 25. No, this is real.
0: I've seen lesser quarterbacks though. Hold on to the, end. I've seen, you know, if we're saying Peyton Manning's not as good as Tom Brady, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl when he wasn't what he used to be. We saw Peyton Manning wasn't forty-five.
1: Peyton Manning wasn't forty-five. This is real. This is forty-five.
0: Oh, but I thought God sent us Tom Brady and uh, to play mm, good football no. and teach us how to eat healthy for the rest of our lives. I thought he's still in that range. I, I'm not going to. I'm going to be late to the party of counting Tom Brady out. Is what I'm saying. I, there's too many times since age thirty-six that I'm like, all right, this is it for him. And he's proved me wrong for the better part of a decade that I'm just, I, I just will be late. I will see him complete his failure. And then I'll be like, Oh, Tom Brady's done. I, I just, like, that's where I am with him. I just like, something tells me he's, he's not just going to waddle with his face down in the mud the rest of the year. I think he'll do something.
1: Nope. They're done. They are. I think he's Aaron done. Rodgers, not he's having need, weapons. He up help. there
0: Continues to be a problem. And this is what we said last year when he signed that contract you, we're not going to feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers. no, no I, don't I don't feel, feel, feel sorry for him. for him here either. You signed a long-term deal after all your bull crap and saying all this and all that all that nonsense. You signed a long-term deal. You know what they give you. They don't give you anything. So I don't feel sorry for him anymore. And, and not that I feel sorry for Tom Brady, but I don't feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, your team's not very good. Sucks to be you. That's how I feel about him right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You got any other NFL talk?
1: Ravens looked good blocking a field goal. That was about.
0: That was the only thing they look good at. Yeah, we did win the game.
1: (laughs) We did win the game. They
0: won the game. Man, they tried to give it away.
1: (sighs) Yeah, I didn't. I had a football free Sunday. Um, But man, that was nerve wracking. I appreciate if I'm I'm
0: here. I said I feel bad for Brandon Armstrong at UVA. Here's my thing for the Ravens. My Raven, my rival Ravens. I appreciate they go for it on fourth down. Like I appreciate that they continually do the right call on fourth down.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. I just hope it comes against us at an opportune time in the years. To oh, come. please. I am not scared. <laughs> Kenny Pickett will <laughs> be the only guy who makes our defense look competent. But that's this year. I said years to come. I hope you keep him. That's I just hope you keep him. Don't give up on Kenny Pickett, folks. Come on. <laughs> He's your Pittsburgh boy. He can do it. Let him play. Yeah, so what if you guys are fighting the Panthers for the first pick? Who cares? Just let them play. Maybe fine.
0: So from looking at Twitter and most of the online stuff, talking about baseball, I think the, the baseball season's over. The Yankees lost, so they just stopped playing baseball,
1: right? Oh, that's, that's man. Crazy. What a great ALCS. This could not have gone better. From Aaron yeah. Boone whining about the roof being open, and that's why they oh. lost Game Two because Aaron Judge. If this was a Yankee Stadium, that would have been a home run. Oh, cool. Well, if it was in my back, if it was in my apartment, it would have been a home run too, I guess, which is slightly bigger than the right field at Yankee Stadium. But they'd have to get Robert Morris out of the way. Golly, day. No, I'm talking about inside. If we played inside my oh, apartment, it's Robert harder Morris to hit. A, plays it would outside be outside harder. Yeah, it would be outside. harder to hit a home run. If we played baseball inside my apartment, than it is at right field at Yankee Stadium. So, I mean, what does that mean?
0: Well, but you have the roof. <laughs> That's what's holding them back.
1: Yeah. Oh, if the roof was closed, <laughs> we would have won this game. Oh, sorry, Aaron Boone. Oh no, way. Yeah,
0: they don't close it what in, in any, like baby. half innings. Here, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what
1: a baby! Yeah. What a baby! I don't like him. When they lost, that was great. And then they go to Yankee Stadium, where the roof is open because they don't have a roof. And then they get absolutely pants. They tried to delay the game again by pulling the tarp out, even though there was no rain. And then MLB said, no, you're playing the damn game. And they lost and got swept. It was so delicious.
0: It was good. The only thing I hope
1: is that the Yankees don't fire him because I want him to be there forever. Oh, and they were booing Aaron judge and tickets were like $10 to go to game four. It was so amazing. Those people weren't there. I hope he leaves them. I hope he leaves them high and dry and double birds them and says the New York Yankees absolutely suck. They don't they never deserve me. That franchise is a poverty (laughs) franchise holding on to some fat alcoholic that played back in the 20s. Who cares about Babe Ruth, that old, fat, dead person who could never play today?
0: (laughs) I will root for Judge more if he goes somewhere else. Like I will root for him. If he oh goes somewhere. yeah, I don't root for well, him now, As so long as it's not the Rams, I'll be like,
1: yeah, way to do it. Man. Only yeah. one ALE's team I could root for him if he joined, but outside of that, yeah, yeah. he's going West Coast. I can feel it. I don't know. Man. Um, I saw him you in you a Pirates hat today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> somebody,
1: somebody was having fun photoshopping different teams, but
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sell the stadium to pay for him, I guess.
1: Um, well, that's the thing. They wouldn't have to. They've got to have money. They haven't been spending it. What's he been doing with all those profits?
0: <laughs> Ain't gonna do it now. Anyway, who are you rooting for now? That's what I'm struggling with right now because I'm not oh, like any Philadelphia team. And yep. the Astros, I it's just still on a cheating situation. I know, like it just seems like they shouldn't have nice things still. So I, I, I don't know. I'm struggling with who I'm really rooting for. I think I'm just rooting for seven games at this point.
1: Trey Mancini's a Houston Astro. I'll root for Trey Mancini.
0: You're not just rooting for Bryce or something. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that wasn't oh. really ever going to be a thing. I, not that I hate <laughs> Bryce, but I just, I don't like Philly. I like Trey Mancini. Let's go, let's go, Trey. John, John Leonard, I know is rooting for Philly. So I, That's fine. I root for
0: John's happiness but I don't necessarily root for the Phillies. I tell you what, John,
1: no one believed less in the Phillies coming into this playoff, these playoffs yeah. than John Leonard. He has been very happy with how they've done. Congrats to him and his fan yes. fandom. Yes. Um, and I, I do say congrats to him. And maybe you're laughing like, "Oh, what did he do? Uh, he's been a fan. And I'm telling unless you're actually a diehard fan, you don't know the emotional toll playoff baseball takes on you.
0: Oh, it can do it to you. That's, that's true. I, I can't, it's hard for me to remember it, but yeah. <laughs> um all right so jumping in to d block stuff Mm -hmm. um you said you're rooting for the astros do you think the astros are gonna win it because i I think they will yeah i do they're just deeper
1: like they haven't lost a game in the playoffs
0: right all right so moving to d block stuff uh we started deadwood and i know that you're probably looking at me a little cross like you hadn't watched that yet or why not we just they just hadn't uh it just didn't Hmm. It, when it came out originally, obviously, we missed it. We just never got back to it. We kept being told we should watch it. We're finally starting to watch it. Um, it's a different pace, but coming off of Godless, that I recommend to everybody that I've talked to for the last two weeks, um, I think we wanted to stay with something Western. So we went with that. It's good so far. I know it's early. Uh, I know it's going to be good. I, I know it's going to be good. It's probably helping me right now because, like, some of the things I'm just, like, grinding my teeth out a little bit. But um, I'm interested to see where it goes and um, just understanding the multiple seasons and I guess they made a movie after all that too.
1: Yeah, you need to finish the show before the movie. Mm -hmm. There's some assumptions of
0: people that are going to be alive for that that I'm sure will hurt me throughout the uh, series. Um, But that's fine. You got to keep, you know, somebody's got to stay alive. So uh, that's good. But I I like it so far. I like it. We're also, like I told Patrick, we're also... When we get done with an episode of Deadwood, we're cutting on West Wing and having
1: the comfort of that. So I was gonna say, yeah, Westwood is or Deadwood is not a show you're watching.
2: Westwood.
1: <laughs> Westwood um Deadwood is not a show you're watching for feel good moments. Um No. <laughs> the
0: cursing is almost distracting right now because it's like Oh uh, yeah, there's some it's not there's just, some creative. It's not just that they're cursing. I can handle the cursing. It's just like they're repetitive of the it's same a lot. person and like it's just funny i don't know it's, it's, it's a, a little distracting at the moment i know we'll settle in but it's a little distracting
1: i got some questions for you when we're done but yeah um yeah
0: i yeah this is one thing i just we're not going to talk openly on the podcast about intricacies of the show because
1: yeah there's not a lot we can talk about other than i think yeah. if you can handle you know if you don't have young kids near your television and you can handle adult material it's a good show um yeah I don't mind cursing I do a lot myself but it's just it like oh cursing is only part of it
0: the repetitive the repetitiveness of the same curses is just humorous.
1: cursing it's is just, only part of it um so I finished on Netflix I had watched uh the haunting of Hill House and then the curse of Bly Manor and midnight Mass the past three years in consecutive. <laughs> Uh, in that order. Um yeah. as they've come out. And the creator of that show made a new show called Midnight Club. The Midnight Club. And at the beginning I was very interested, watched it. I finished the show already. Um I won't spoil it, but the the plot revolves around uh these high school age kids, they have cancer, um terminal cancer, and they go to this place that is like basically a hospice. Um that they can go and live in and uh, they have like their own independence and they can, you know, roam around the grounds and do stuff and their families can come visit them and all that. Uh, but there's, you know, this history with the place and is it haunted? Um, there's cultists that used to live there. All, all that fun stuff. I will just say, If you watch, if you like those other shows and you've seen them, definitely give it a watch. I think this is by far the worst of those shows. Um, and I think that probably has a lot to do with my disappointment in the end is because when I'm comparing it to Midnight Mass or Bly Manor or Hill House, like it just wasn't that quality, um, which was a bit disappointing. I hope next year it's better. Um but well, that's that. I haven't
0: seen any of the other stuff, so I don't, I am say if you're not to... into
1: spooky stuff, then it's probably not gonna be for you. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and I, I think
1: like, I'd re- say Hill house. It, I'd say in terms of scare, it's gone down as well. Like yeah. Hill house was, I'm telling you if I rewatched it now, there'd be stuff that's still scaring me about Hill house. I mean, there was a lot going on in that show. Um, but Bly Manor was all right. Maybe Midnight Mass was a little spookier than Bly Manor. Um, no, not now that I think about it. No, um, <laughs> I just remember. Are we going to rank the, all these at some point? Well, I just did. One, two, three, four. <laughs> um, but that that is what. Uh, my show that I've been binging and I guess now we yeah. need to do the welcome to Wrexham.
0: We, we have to, we've, we've handled this poorly throughout and that, and that's on us, but let's kind of run through the episodes and then we'll do some overall, uh, these last chunk of episodes. Um, what I liked about it is that
1: spoiler, by the way.
0: Yeah. Spoiler alert. And we, that's why we told like, if, if you needed to watch it, if you don't want to listen Subscribe. to this, watch yeah. If you, if C- you C- haven't finished week, it yet, but our,
1: yeah, if you're going to finish the, wrecks but you haven't yeah. yet and you don't see want hear you spoilers week. see you next week yeah. yak sports pod yac you know how to find us.
0: <laughs> so they left kind of a cliffhanger after episode 11 where it was like the january um trade deadline or whatever they call it you fill in the right words there the january signing period or whatever they like to call it um they made a big decision and like they bought in. Like we like our coach. We're keeping our coach. We're, we're, we're buying in. And I told I said two weeks ago, whenever we talked about this last, I liked that. I liked that they were giving the coach a little bit longer and it just seemed like the right thing, the way things had set up, the way they had mm-hmm. talked about it. Like mm-hmm. it just seemed like the right move. Immediately they sign a guy and they just things come together. Like they that was the piece therapist. And the so the coach said, This is what I need. They went and got it and then things came together and they did a lot of winning. And I guess as Ollie Palmer, that was like the missing link made everybody around him better. Everybody's playing better. I, I loved like the, like immediately we knew what they did was the right move. And I, I appreciate that in this show where like, there's been a lot in the up in the air and things can go either way. And some of that's probably pre- created and presented that way for drama f- behind the scenes. But like, going or not going is a real move. You know, that's like, that's a real decision. Like you could easily have just said, you know, we're not spending the money right now. We don't have the right formula. We're not pushing right now. We'll do this. You know, we'll try again next year. They went for it and it paid off. Like they, they started winning and put themselves in a position to compete for for uh, reaching their goals.
1: Yeah. And they almost, you know, they, they start to close that gap. And are we just talking about this episode right now?
0: I started with that, but we, we can go kind of through. We can kind of take okay. it as a chunk. Because For when they sure get, when they go on their hit. run,
1: right, when they go on their run, um, get into, and, and then um, you have FA Cup. That's not what they were playing. It was the FA sure. Trophy, which is different. Um Excuse me. Yeah. Hopefully it's not shaped like a cup. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't remember the shape, but I'm just saying those are different tournaments. The FA Cup is the real big one. Yeah. The FA trophy is for teams lower than okay. the football league. Um but anyway. They get into that and they get into that final and they lose. And they had everybody there. They had like
0: Will Farrell there. They had um,
1: Beckham was there. Home.
0: They just had all their these families. They there. flew out their yeah.
1: families, and and they lose. Um, and then they get. And I just kind of i I haven't paid attention to Rexham because I don't pay attention to that low in the leagues. Um, <laughs> if they had made it up or not, but it
0: below it,
1: <laughs> when that happened, I was like, I bet this is kind of what happens in this playoff too. And they they don't even. Get out of the semifinal. They lose in the semifinal, which yeah. was a bit surprising. Um, but it just th- that keeper getting hurt really killed him. That really oh, yeah. killed him. Cause and here's the other part, right? Like they hum- they do a good job of trying to humanize him because part of me does feel bad for him because he's absolutely he's getting death threats getting like it from the fans. Stuff, yeah. yeah, that's not cool. Getting death yeah, threats not is cool not cool. But I also as a person who had to live through Chris Davis, like I get fans being frustrated and being like, this guy's got to go, which he also doesn't want to hear. He's like, you know, I think I can do a good job. And I'm like, well, okay, well put the ball in the back of the net would say otherwise. Like, and some of that's not all his fault. Like some of that was defenders. Where are you? Um, But there there were also plays where I'm just like, you got to have that. And, to go down the way they do in the FA Cup, to go down or the FA Trophy, and the way they do to go down in the playoff, in the semifinal, um, mm, that's tough. And I think the part, the part where I was like, I don't know about that. Uh, was when they were saying to the players, so this is after the FA Trophy final when they lose, and they're in the locker room, and they're like, you know, hey, we'll be back here next year and stuff. And I'm like, you better hope not. Because if that, if the FA Trophy is just National League and lower, you're hoping to not be in this league. And if you get into the FA, if you move into League 2 where you want to be, and you're in the FA Cup, you will not be back at Wembley next year. I, I would bet, I would bet everything I have on that. Um... Cause that's just not a thing like teams from where, League Two going to the FA cup or just, it's never going to happen
0: where I thought I had there, my bigger problem with them in the post game was after the final, final game, when they, they lose, they're not going to go be promoted and all that. And you see Ryan Reynolds, he asks Beckham, he's like, do the guys, do they want to see me in the locker room now? Like, is that like where I should be? Like, and it seemed like a legit question. Like it wasn't yeah. one of those set up questions like it seemed like he's kind of saying it off the side. I like oh, do the guys want to see me and Beckham told him yeah well then the guys go down there and like I there's no way those players wanted to hear what those guys were saying right then Maybe yeah they're trying to be point. positive
1: but that's not and also like no, that's they, not you already did the thing you already like you know you didn't I know do the thing r- the but thing was to get promoted right that was didn't the, didn't thing the thing I did I, know- I took away too I was like when he's like you already did the thing and I was like yeah. No, they didn't.
0: No, like, and they're like, the, as the owners, they wanted to connect back with the, with the community and all that. Like, that's not the goal of the players. And the players be. could the give a players flip to win games. That's yeah. what they're getting paid to do. And, and so just the vibe that they brought into that locker room and it wasn't shown in a way that like made it negative. It's just, I heard what they were saying and just like catching glimpses of these guys faces that are saying, and I'm like, there's no way this is the right thing for them to be saying right now. So like no. that struck me. And maybe they learn from that. Like maybe they look back at that and we're like, oh yeah, and just stay the hell upstairs then. Like for two guys that asked as dumb as crap questions about soccer, as dumb as what I would ask in this past in that that two years of owning the team before this or a year and a half or whatever it was, um, it just seemed like the messages they were trying to deliver were not being received the way you would want them to. So I I, I took that away. Um, but overall. I I liked the series. I, hope I like there's the show. More. Yeah. Initially, there was like a two season order from the beginning. But then I guess now there's not as certainty about that. I thought they had decent ratings for FX and all that. So like, I'm, I hope there's more because I'm interested to see more. I'm also hoping more will mean not as much of these wasted episodes. We had one earlier where mm-hmm. they did the like fake sports center. We talked about it. Wide World of whales, I think was the episode where it was like they they educated you about whales they have one here down the stretch between the f a trophy game and the final game they had this episode that was a wasted episode called romance like like bromance but with wrexham at the front of it yeah i'm just not here for that like it's fine like i guess that's what they're trying to do they're trying to showcase their personality some and have like these moments because you have ryan reynolds and rob McHenry on the tv and you want to use them a little bit but like i could really go the next season without having those cheesy non really soccer related episodes where i just i just think like you've done them now okay you've done them like got them out of the way now let's just like focus on the team and i can handle their interaction between each other on the webcam or when they go to like i can handle seeing that like i like that and then you know they're they're charismatic guys and like likable And I think they are genuine about what they're doing. So I like what they're doing. I I can handle that stuff. I just don't need these like set up episodes. Like this was where they're like defining what a bromance is and showing their relationship. And I just, I I just, that's
1: not what I'm here for. A hundred percent. Not what I'm here for. I think you're, you're crushing this. Yes. Because that, I, that was another one where I was like, yeah, what are we doing? Like, and that's when I started to realize, I was like, okay, they're not getting promoted because you don't throw that episode in. If you're getting promoted, that episode doesn't exist because you don't need it. I feel like they got
0: my ruining of the promotion was I feel like if they had been promoted, I would have already known this. Like it would already have been blatantly said in front of me.
1: Maybe so. Um, That's that's why I just. I do think I would be surprised if they don't do a season two. Um, From the beginning, I thought they were
0: ordered two seasons, but Rob McHenry was like, "These are the final episodes of this," and like people didn't know to take that if it was that for this year or forever. And then there was like a FX. Disney guy that said something of like it being in the air. And I was
1: like, I, you know what that tells me then that tells me that the, the, I would think it's not going to be FX that doesn't want it. Uh, I think it's money. I think that's money because it costs money to make that show cost money to go fly over there, have camera crews over there. All that. Uh, I think this is the, the other side. And this is why it's important. And this is why that post game speech, was a load of nonsense <laughs> getting promoted mattered that's a ton of money to get promoted yeah. from where they are into league two each time you get promoted it's a huge windfall of cash and each time you don't get promoted that's cash you lose out on especially if you're yeah. spending to get promoted like they were they, they put are, way yeah. more money than any other club in that yeah. league way more money well and they, they went came from like away way down the
0: with... standings to the top four quickly with the changes they made and the money they spent so like it, it was obvious like and that was the
1: downside make- right of at the transfer deadline making that yeah. push you invested in it you didn't do that to to lose in the semi-final like that no. you, they didn't do the thing i, I keep coming back to that because that was the thing when he was like you already did the thing i was like dude shut up I like be, yeah. i would be so pissed this is not the nfl where you have a salary cap and are protected. Like, this is but it's also not the NFL. Is,
0: you wouldn't say that in the NFL locker room either. You wouldn't go to the, the Eagles and be like, hey, you're really connected with the community. That's all we
1: wanted. Like, no, <laughs> they wanted no, but people. it's like yeah. th- the other thing yeah. about like the FA trophy, like, well, we'll be back next year, you know, like, I don't know, maybe not like that, probably now they could maybe because they're in the National League again, but yeah. That's also not the goal. Like, that's a nice thing to win because it's a trophy, but it's also not the goal. Like, if you lose that but get promoted, who gives a flying dump truck about what happened in the other?
0: What I liked that they did throughout the series was not just players, um, but, like, people in the community where they, like, Mm -hmm. talked about their stories. And, like, in the season finale, they had the guy that had cancer earlier in it, and he was showing how, like, he was doing better, like he's on the back end of his treatments and stuff like that they had the woman that was so upfront about them about like, Hey, I don't like, this is the way, you know, this is the way you're doing this. I don't like this. And she was so like brave to do that. I, I, and they followed up with her in the last episode. I loved that. Um, But then also the players too, I like the behind the scenes with the players and the ones that like are from the hometown or the ones that moved there or the ones staying there or like being there kind of meant that their family could be there with them. And, uh, you know, back in the episode 12, I think it's kind of where we started with the talk today, the Davies guy, he, you know, really going through bad stuff uh, at home. And uh, I just, it just was his wife with miscarriage. And uh, they were talking about it. And that's what I think is important. And I, you know, I exactly what I just did there, I paused on that, because it's a sensitive topic, but it's something that doesn't get talked about enough, because then it's a big taboo thing. If we just talked about it more, it wouldn't be as big of a you know, it's a bad thing, but people would be able to handle it better. They were dealing with that. And um, it was sad, very sad. And I and the way they presented it was um, I don't want to say the word entertaining, but just, you know, catching. And uh, but then you got to see the kind of the win on the backside of it, uh, you know, in a different direction. But he got a three-year contract. So like he had ups and downs, and like him getting that three-year contract kind of solidified, like his family being stable and they could try again. And like, it really took that like full circle, which I really appreciated. And so for things in this series where I, where I started negative, where like they have the episodes that I don't like, where they have this filler that we don't need stuff like that, I think is great. And I think they did it really well and, and told those stories really well. So I could use more. Tell me about the soccer. Tell me about the backgrounds of these people in the community that are working for the team and the players and do it the same way you've already done it. Just tell the new stories, and I, I think it would be great.
1: Yes, yes. And that's not unrelated filler, though. Like that is yeah, this is these are the people who make way. up this team, this organization. Yeah. That's fine.
0: That's it's, all and it's well and good. That community thing that that you're selling. You know, that, yeah. Like if they're that.
1: worried about like, oh, we've already told these people stories. Like, what do we do now? If there's other people tell their stories. If not, the soccer season is forever long you're needing to fill 10 episodes. If you can't fill it with game footage and being able to highlight and talk about that, I don't know, man.
0: And there's Sunderland a till of I Die does of ship and management. Yeah. is crazy. So I think you can make a couple of on that. Yeah,
1: Sunderland Till I Die does it for three seasons. And it's great. I love that show. I'm telling you right now, Leland, if you, that's a show that you need to put on your list. It's great. I mean it's better than welcome to Rexham for that reason because you they watch don't Anderson, I'll watch it. they don't have these filler episodes about nonsense. Um <laughs> but I, the other thing that I think is going to be interesting if if they do a season 2 and if they get promoted and that gives them the windfall they need to do other seasons. Um and continue the show the real interesting part and this is what i was wondering when they were like doing those feel good stories about you know we gave this guy a 3 year contract and we gave this guy a contract and i'm like okay that's all well and cool um what are you going to do if you get promoted cuz these guys are not going to be good enough for that that's the other yeah. that's the darker side of the sport that's the cutthroat side of the of the business that's cool we gave these guys contracts also hey by the way we're going to sell you because we're not going to have room to play you and we don't want to pay you to not play. So see ya. Yeah. I
0: just looked. And one day ago, there was a tweet from Ryan Reynolds and they will have a season two. So it, I do think there, I think the FX thing you said is interesting. Cause like the way it's worded, I think that leaves that open. So
1: I was going to say, uh, I don't think FX is going to be the problem. Yeah. I'm sure that show did well. And the, the reason I know it did well is because Wrexham is in FIFA. EA Sports doesn't put Wrexham in FIFA if Wrexham's not moving the needle.
0: I guess the only thing that I worried about, I heard. ESPN put um, that
1: game on. The ESPN would never ESPN put was, a Wrexham game on if that I wasn't it wasn't going to move TV. the needle.
0: I had it on the TV. So that's uh, why I
1: don't think FX is going to be the problem.
0: They were saying, I just thought that was cross-promotional cross stuff because the season finale stuff was coming up and it's all owned by the same company. So I, 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 I the ESPN2 game, I just put with that. But been in FIFA, that's a good point. Um, the one thing that worried me, even though I saw, I heard good ratings, but I see those numbers and they're so small, but I know the standard's different for FX cable, t- you know, deeper cable TV. Um, they were throwing these episodes at you like four at a time and stuff. Like, Usually that's a bad sign when you start getting like what seems like unscheduled chunks of episodes and not even, you know, it's not like two every week or something. It was like, it was two, it was two, it was one, then it was five. And then it was <laughs> five. And it's like, that worried me. So um, I'm glad that we see too. I'm, I will, however it's available. If it's not FX, I will be interested and we'll talk about it on the podcast. So people can, else can find. I it think well. some
1: of that is also though, like when they wanted, when they maybe finished production versus oh, this season's coming up. Like, what if people get spoiled on where we are and then that makes them not want to watch the show? I think that might be part of it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe.
0: That's why I thought they were going to lose no matter what because I didn't hear that they had promoted. So, all right. Um,
1: that will do it for us on the Yak Sports Podcast. Unless... All right. I'll just
0: point to you and start start talking clown. That's what happened there.
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, Follow <laughs> us on Twitter at yak sports pod. Oh my gosh, Leland. Uh, we blew what it. What are we not talk about? We blew what did we miss? We we're going to do three more batter intros. Oh, I'm not ready for three more batter intros. Yes, you are. You have a whole playlist. Um, I have a whole playlist, but I haven't
0: contemplated what order they're going to be in. And we've been on the same for two hours.
1: And we still haven't done it. That's disappointing. No one but, else.
0: No one else has given us one yet. So if you want more batter intros from us, somebody else better give us theirs. How's mm. that?
1: disappointing follow us on twitter at yak sports pod tell us your batter intros jeff Wright, uh john leonard yeah jeff you listened we know you listened you told us about it Do your homework i know uva won and you were celebrating <laughs> but come on dan my mom listens I-, I want to have to
0: explain to her what a batter intro really is and have her come up with some
1: yak sports pod. it might
0: be some classical ballet tunes but my goodness we'll get it that's fine
1: I'm sure there are some ballet tunes that would be a nice batter intro. Um, there is.
0: There is. I know one right now. Good for it's you. Cinderella. So good.
1: Yaksportspod at gmail.com if you're more of the email person. But again, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. YAC Sports Pod it stands for your Augusta County. Make sure you're subscribing on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify so you never miss another episode. We'll be talking about PowerPoints next week. PowerPoints the heading into the season finales of high school football high school volleyball will be wrapped up we'll be getting ready to talk about regionals and we'll have some competitor uh, cheer competition stuff to talk about as well so until then folks and we'll be talking about virginia tech getting annihilated by nc state so until (laughs) then folks enjoy your week and don't forget to tune in next week to the Sports podcast